going say on. who we are. So I'm assuming anybody that this has popped up in their iPod knows who I am. But yeah. I'm Stuart Moraine, and I'm joined by... You go first, dude. <laughs> <laughs> um, my name is Vince Hunt. Um, <laughs> my name is Tony Esmond. Um, and uh, well, that's it, really. I don't really do anything. Don't know what I'm talking about. <laughs> There you go. Thank you. <laughs> and uh, I'm Tom Stewart, and uh, I'm just some crazy Scottish man on the end of a mic. Ah, I'm going to come just, and get you English folk. <laughs> and uh, yeah, and obviously Pascal's here as well. But whether it's <laughs> I think you'll find Brian has died. Oh, told you them shorts were too tight. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, so um, for this one, I thought we could sort of talk about what we're looking forward to in comics in 2020. But I suppose before we get into that, what kind of comics year has it been for you guys? Um, go on, you go, Tom. Um, do you know, I, I, did a wee, I did a wee kind of retrospective thing the other day across on uh, the Comic Art Festival podcast. And it was, as I was sitting doing it, I was, like I don't write anything down or anything when I'm talking about that. So I was kind of just thinking about it. And you know, it's actually been probably the most comics i've read like ever this year um, oh nice it's it's unbelievable i was genuinely thinking like I, I don't think there's a week gone by where i've not battered through a whole stack of comics um obviously we're having loads of stuff from um still <laughs> still getting through from dunfermline and everything because i keep yeah. picking stuff up along the way you know what i mean <laughs> but um no it's been it's actually been a a year of kind of discovery and stuff for me as well so it's been a good one um comics wise definitely um it's just you know what it's it's just been great seeing loads of people actually um taking a punt on comics and giving it a shot and loads of folk really just upping their productivity in that so there's loads of stuff to be uh, cracking on with definitely but yeah it's been a kind of a productive year for myself definitely awesome Oh, good stuff, man! And obviously, uh, you've been um, you you've entered into the arena of making comics as well now, man, haven't you? Because I know you and I work together on something, don't we? Yeah, 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 uh, yeah. T- it, I'm sorry for presuming that. I take it you had you made comics before that, or um, not really. No, right. No. Okay. I mean, I, I, do you know what? I, I did like little things when I was in college and stuff, but it wasn't. It was all for projects and stuff because I did animations. Right. So. Oh, um, I didn't know that, man. Oh, nice. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so it was all part of that. So it's not really, it's not really been like proper. What I would term is is getting involved properly. You know what I mean? But yeah, it's been, <laughs> it's been a weird one. It's considering it started off the year just talking on a podcast, and next minute I've been on like four or five different podcasts. I've become <laughs> an edit- editor for Fair Spark. I've written stuff and. Yeah, it's just been unbelievable. Yeah, it's been good. Yeah, good stuff, man. Yeah, good stuff. Yeah, I do love, I do love listening to your podcast. It does make me laugh. Yeah, uh, yeah. And um, it, as I was saying just to you a minute ago, it does make me buy things. I'm always going off and ordering <laughs> stuff of Amazon. You know, when I hear, I want to hear your stuff. And there's a real love for the old comics. You know, which I yeah, which, which I really personally I really appreciate. You know, I like, I like hearing about stuff like that. Um, that's just yeah. that's just me getting my own back on you for bleeding my bank account dry <laughs> yeah. your podcast as well. <laughs> and love to meet Dave and the mighty Sadaka this year as well. Yes, you did. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's a couple got of meet from your little firm, but uh, yeah, it's good to meet those two, and they were great company at Thought Bubble. So yeah, except yeah. from 
Hoglin, but you know, it's fine. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that needs to become the new norm at Comic Cons. Yeah, just tackle. So, how much are these, mate? Oh, they're three ninety nine. I'll give you a pound. <laughs> three quid. Oh, I'll give you two quid. Yeah, you could probably people would go for it. Yeah, probably. Yeah. yeah. The amount of rubbish. Turn into an episode side. of Porn Stars, won't it? Yeah. Like, yeah. Man, you got to understand. I'm buying this at cost. I need to make money on it. I've got to get it restored. <laughs> I need the to get a guy com- in to tell me about it. The amount of crap comics I swap mine for, then I regret. <laughs> I think why did I give him a copy of my comic for this crap? Because <laughs> you've got you, yours out there in front of one more person. If you're that person thinking it's you, it's not. You'd <laughs> <laughs> say. It's me, isn't it? I can't believe I swapped it for this robot shit. (laughs) Oh, that was you. Oh, God. (laughs) What's all this thing about prostitutes? Why have I I got this in my house? (laughs) I should have let the kids read this first. (laughs) What? Don't drink milkshakes, kids. (laughs) There you go. Bit of subtle self promotion there. I'm quite pleased with that one. Yeah, just. And if you'd like to know more about milkshakes, <laughs> it's never on anything. <laughs> Why did I come up with that name? It's ridiculous. <laughs> it makes for a good logo. That's it. Yeah, it does. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> right. So what did you get us here for, Mr. Mulrain? Well, it's like I say, to uh, I can't remember now. It was so long ago. <laughs> um, like that guy from X Factor Extra, whoever it is. There's an X Factor Extra. You know, the guy does. Does he do catchphrase now? Isn't he called Mulrain? Oh, is he? Yeah. No, I don't no, think okay. so. Hang on, who does fucking catchphrase now? I'll get Isn't that Stephen yeah. Mulhern? Is that him? Mulhern, that's it. I always think of you as the same person. <laughs> when I, before I'd met you and I'd only heard your voice, that's who I imagined you were. Okay, I'll take it. <laughs> <laughs> I've been, what, I've been um, called worse. <laughs> what what kind of comics year have you had, Tony? Oh, um, thanks for asking, Tom. That's the, right. um it's been very good, my year. I've had a bit of a changing, uh, change of my lifestyle and everything. Yeah. Left a job, um, joined a job, um, working comics, um, made a few comics that I've quite enjoyed making, uh, making a few more at the moment. It's, uh, it's been all right, actually. Yeah, made yeah. some friends in comics, um, avoided some people in comics. It's, yeah, <laughs> it's been all right. It's, uh, like you said, I think I've read an awful lot this year as well. Yeah. yeah. You know, isn't it? You know, I think, um, I'm reading, obviously, more sport press, more European. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm still reading Marvel and DC and Image, and they're still on my pull list, but um, I'll be, I'm on occasion a little bit disillusioned by them. Right. Um, has your pull list went down because of that? Well, my pull list has gone down because I shop at Orbital. Oh, well. I'd like to say yes, but it probably hasn't. The, the my my to read pile is now has now grown out the window and is halfway down my street. Oh Jesus! But, uh, but yeah, um, it's maybe a little bit smaller. Maybe yeah, yeah, could well be. Yeah, I mean, at one point in the early two thousands or mid mid maybe two thousand six two thousand seven, I was buying every single Marvel and DC comic on my pool list. You know, right? Um, um, just as out of automation, really, as around the sort of time of the new 50, of fifty-two, you know, the minis or the maxes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Around that time, I was buying everything, but um, yeah, it has reduced a bit now, I suppose. But I mean, you haven't even got a comic shop near you now, have you, Tom? No, it's 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 just a total joke here. I mean, the the chances of me ever getting anything are are slim to none. I mean, I really need to travel to get 
any sort of mainstream stuff. So the internet is very much my friend. Right. Um, but then even when we did have a comic shop anyway, it was just a joke. <laughs> yeah. Just an absolute joke. I have no 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 qualms in saying that. I mean, yeah. the place hadn't been updated for years, and then the place that opened next door was good, but just way out of my price range, like entirely out of my price range. Okay. Um, yeah. do, do you know You'll what I mean? Get down to a comic mart, my friend, one day. Yeah, I do. I really do. Falpe keeps going on about that as well. He keeps saying, "Just come stay with me. We'll go down." <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I do have to take him up on that, right enough. Yeah, when will he live? I mean, it's not far from me. It's only like twenty minutes into London. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Cool. It's only twenty minutes away. Right. You, have you been to the comic mart, Stu? No, I was gonna go, but the trains weren't running and the times on the bus were shit. So <laughs> it was one of those things that would have cost me more to get there than just pay eBay prices for the comics. <laughs> yeah, there's a load. Of, you'll get a load of Gromit, Superman, and all that sort of thing. You know. Yeah, loads of all that you get for fifty p a time. Yeah. No, I would love to go, but it's sort of time in it so that it happens, and I make a weekend of it kind of thing. I think. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I don't even think there's a comic mark in Scotland anymore for us to go either, which is a bit of a nightmare. There used to be, there used uh, to okay. be Glasgow, there used to be one in Glasgow, but that stopped like about five or six years ago or something like that. Right. Okay. Yeah, that's a shame. I mean, there was yeah. a few back issues at the Edinburgh one when I went to the convention there. Was there? There was a few sort of cheap back issue boxes and stuff, yeah. Right. Good. Yeah. Good. Um, what about you, Stu Pot? How's your year been? Uh, yeah, it's been all right. I, uh, troops ticks on, so... Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, that's uh, both the highlight and bane of my years. <laughs> <laughs> You're a soldier, sir. And uh, yeah, um, I've read a few more comics, not as many as I would like to, but I'm always jealous of Iz when she's like, since I've given up Cardiff, I read so many comics now. I'm like, fuck. <laughs> but, and I did the two comics myself, finally, so, and got to do a pin-up in yeah. uh, your comic as well, which was awesome. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, that, that was awesome. Yeah, yeah, yeah so just, yeah, sort of split my ear a little bit between creating something and doing troops, so, and, you know, yeah, that's good. family stuff. You got a lot of tail out of running troops, though, didn't you? Oh yeah, obviously. <laughs> the coke and whore money is the best. The only reason I'm still in it. <laughs> yeah, that's the reason you. And if you get the right horse, the, co- the coke comes free. So you were quite excited to see um, Cats because it is essentially a furry movie. <laughs> fuck that film freaks me the fuck out. <laughs> I've not seen it, but just the trailer. That's <laughs> oh, weird, isn't it? Is that just because Corden's in it? Well, there is that too. Yeah. Yeah, it gives you the fear of just saying his name, to be fair. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Don't say it two more on... times, he'll appear. He's like Candyman. <laughs> Out of the people on that comic <laughs> smell, who would you think is probably a furry? Mike. Tom. Mike. Yeah. <laughs> Mike. I'm going with you on that. Yeah, Mike. Yeah. See, I was going to say Tom. <laughs> no. God, no. <laughs> That's like my worst nightmare. <laughs> That'd be genius, though. You just out walking a dog in a furry costume. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God, it... I wouldn't want to scare the shit out of them, you know what I mean? <laughs> They're looking up like, fuck! Oh, a Doberman. Yeah. I think I'd be a badger if I was one. So I don't know whether they'll fucking or maul him. Uh. I, thought you, I thought you would have been more like a German Shepherd with his tongue out, but you know. Have <laughs> you, you been in my hotel room? <laughs> you can't be a furry anymore. I can't imagine Sharnado would let that shit fly. No. <laughs> fucking maniac. <laughs> right, well, we're here, Stu Pot. Come on. So, yeah. Um, 
so obviously 2019 is coming to an end we've all of each of us had a uh, good year i think with mm-hmm. new ventures and yeah opening our comic book world so i thought it'd be a good time to talk about what we're looking forward to in 2020 uh what we'd like to see done differently what possibly needs improving that sort of thing just you know generally what we're looking forward to and all that sort of thing from across the border comics both personally and within the wider world so i sort of put a shout out so i've got some questions and some talking points so yeah nice it's up to you guys do you want should we throw out with a question or yeah uh, go for it yeah do you want to start rolling with a question yeah so i've got three from dan butcher so ah the guns (laughs) as we were sort of talking about before we came on let's go with his last question which was are comic reviews relevant can a review persuade you to pick up a comic uh, you might otherwise not so Tony you review comics well I think we all do kind of don't we yeah um, for me they are sometimes and I have to say this and as someone who does written reviews started doing them but now does sort of verbal reviews I suppose on a podcast mm-hmm. i'm more prone to buy something if i hear about it on a podcast than i am if i read it that's yep. a weird thing to say isn't it and bear in mind a podcast is not a visual medium i think it's I, I, I was trying to think of why and i think it's the enthusiasm i find a little bit contagious um, yes if i hear people talking about a book and sort of um enthusing about it and or even just talking about it i mean i, mean, I, I, I reviewed the new jodorowsky <laughs> book last week on the podcast mm-hmm. and a few people have bought it because of that um, and that was not a favourable review. It was kind of a mixed one, really. Um, but uh, something, something's obviously struck a button with them because it is a beautiful book. Um, and I'm prone to buy books because of that. I do occasionally see a bit of artwork and think, oh, I like that. Um, but yeah, if it's um, if it's 11 o'clock comics or Word Balloon or you guys or um, The Lakes or someone like that, I tend to buy it because I've heard about it, I suppose. Yeah. Um, not always. And am I put off by reviews of comics? Yes, sometimes, I think. Yeah, if I find it a little bit twee or a bit obvious or a bit underwhelming, then I might not buy it. I might uh, avoid it. And when I, where I might have sort of automatically picked up a book that I had, I don't know, Daredevil or Wolverine or someone in. Mm. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Sometimes. What about yeah. you guys? It's funny you say that about the if you find a review kind of underwhelming. It's it's recent. It's only really recently I've noticed that that there's you can tell if somebody's not really invested in reviewing the comic if they're just really trying to say something about it to put it out there yeah because there's just it's like there's just nothing to it it's kind of like there's a description and then that's it there's no like go get it or you know i found this interesting or god look at the artwork in this bit or look at this line of dialogue there's nothing it's just a case of this is the description and put it out there it's more like just like a press release but they're calling it a review um and this is probably bigger websites that looking at but yeah that kind of that underwhelming review kind of does put me off reviews have turned a little bit in some sites <laughs> to the equivalent of football commentary where it's just cliche ridden yeah you know you, you know the phrases they're going to use before you even read it sometimes yeah so yeah. I, was, I was reading a load of reviews um it was in the car another shout out to falpy i was reading the car with him and he, he was reading out a few and giggling and i said this sounds like it's written with an app yeah you know <laughs> yep um and but I think, yeah, yeah that, I, I said this a few weeks ago on the podcast, the, the, the one I'm on, but the, I, I, I just really like um, in-depth reviews that have an angle to them. I think you've kind of got to go in with an angle. There's, if you're going to write a review, go go into it in one way. Don't just say, oh, well, lovely story, lovely art. You know, yeah, that's kind of where people sort of, sort of elaborate on just that. But 
I think you need to sort of go into it with a reason, open the door to the review in an interesting way sometimes, and then and then attack it in a certain way. Clive James was the one who I used to watch. I used to read his TV reviews. I think it was in the Observer, and yeah. um, I reread a few recently, and they were they were just fucking brilliantly insightful and also sort of hilarious. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, um, yeah I mean, I think for me. With you guys, it's always more of a recommendation than a review. Yeah. Certainly on the pod, which has always that swayed me a bit more. I, yeah. Unless I really respect the reviewer, I don't really tend to. But then, even with like film and that, I've never gone from the review. I'll read a review, but it won't sway my decision. Like if I've decided I want to watch Armageddon, I'm going to watch Armageddon, whether they say a shit or not. <laughs> for example, kind of thing. But I'm more I'm more prone to. I mean, a lot of interviews now with creators and at, at, uh, artists and stuff can be a little bit trite and a little bit obvious and a little bit press releasey, like you say, Tom. But if yeah. it's a, if it's an interesting interview, um, I listened to Bendis's interview with um, Santras the other day, um, and I like John. Oh, nice. John's a good guy, pa- pal of mine, and he's um, and they really got into the nubbins of the revelation in the comics at the moment, where he's done away with Clark Kent. And uh, I went and bought the comic because I just found that I found his um, him his reasoning really interesting, you know. Yeah, see, yeah, that's yeah. one. I wasn't fussed on it until you sent me a picture of the cover and told me it was really good. Right. Because yeah, I've really been liked. getting Superman on my pool list, but I've fallen behind on reading it. And I was kind of like, this might be the point where I jump off. Right. And then okay. you messaged me, and I was like, actually, then. Man, that I last might page. Check it out, but that last page. I mean, who doesn't love a good like... advert? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, but no, I am. Um, so I'm picking that up this week when I go get my comics. But yeah. But yeah, I mean. I don't know, part of the thing as well is, I mean, it comes into what you've talked about before with the honest reviews and that, is I think that sometimes, because it's still a very small community and the people doing the reviews, you know, want to be on the side of that community, it's yeah. a little bit, it's not as honest as it potentially could be or should yeah. be. I mean, let, and, I mean at, there's a way to give a negative review, or not even a negative review, but to point critical, out flaws yeah. in a book without being a dick about it people need to go and read lester bangs's book of reviews there's a, there's a book of just his reviews well that um, i think people need to learn how to take a review if you submit a book yeah. for review, i mean i didn't with the two i did i didn't submit them for review you kindly reviewed the hello to jason isaacs one for me but i didn't submit it to you for that you bought it and then yeah okay yeah, uh, yeah. enjoyed it or hated it enough to review it off yeah, your own yeah. back kind of thing yeah. and that, that, to um, be fair that's most of what i do the um since <laughs> since honest review month i don't tend to get sent as many now so I tend to oh, review really? stuff that I buy, you know. Oh. Which, and again, I've, there's something more in that from a reviewer oh, point yeah, of view. Is that yeah. you you have a financial investment in this, in that you bought it, kind of thing. Yeah, because yeah, yeah. I, I mean that's I, the other thing yeah. is that you see a lot of reviews for books come out at the same time. It's a bit like a film on a press junket now. Yeah, it really. Yeah, like a film comes out on a Friday, yeah, so everybody's exactly. reviewing the same film. Yeah, and it's just kind of like, uh, is this feels a bit more promotional review than. Like you and said, this, this has changed in the last few years, man. I remember Dan talking about holding his breath when he sent a book out for review when we first started the podcast, and that has changed. That has so changed. And you're spot on, mate, about saying you're not, you, you don't become a reviewer to be friends with all the creators. You become a reviewer because it's its own discipline. Yeah, well, no, um, I mean, you become a reviewer to become friends with the reader, kind of thing. Yeah, yeah, that's <laughs> you true, man. Yeah, that, that voice yeah. that they can go to to get along. I mean, the stuff I like in reviews is when I've read a book and then I'll read a review and they'll go at it from a different angle to what I went at it. Yeah. And then you mm. think about it in a different light. So it's like, oh, I didn't even spot that in the background that was clearly referencing that. And it just went over my head kind of thing. 
yeah, I mean, I've, or I've just that, that sort of thing. It's the same with movies as well. When you go on yeah. and you read the trivia about it after or whatever. Well, I've yeah. fallen out with people over reviews. I've found I've fallen out with creators, a few. You know, so they they just presumed I would be writing an amazing review of their book. Yeah, yeah. But again, this is part of my thing: is that you shouldn't be creating something with the reviews in mind. No, no, I never do. I, you want to, I, no, I'm not saying, but you yeah, know, no, I know what you mean. I don't. Yeah, but to be fair, I used to. I used to worry what people would think about it, but now I don't give a fuck. <laughs> yeah, I, I don't think. I mean, this is going to come into a couple of my points later, but I think you need to, people need to go back to creating something because they've got a story to tell and fuck what people think. Because yeah. just because you didn't like somebody's book doesn't mean it's not going to be oh, somebody else's favorite book. Subjective, yeah. I mean, there's a few things. There's spelling mistakes, and um, there's a couple of things that relate to well, who's that person? What does that mean? You know, there's the there's the odd yeah. thing, but most of yeah. it's 90% subjective, isn't it? What about you, Thomas? Mm-hmm. Sorry, mate, I'll cut you off a bit there. No, 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 not at all. Um, well, I kind of lost my my train of thought on it anyway, but uh, but there is that there is that thing with the. Uh, reviews as well people send them out with the intent like oh can, can you can you review this i always if somebody sends that one to me i'll always say look i'll try to review it yeah. uh, but i might not necessarily want to talk about it i know that sounds harsh but i might just read it and you know non plus nothing to yeah. it i don't want to then like there's just if i've got nothing to say on it what's the point i'm not yeah. going to go out there and just say like oh i read this book and you can read it too, I guess. You know, what I mean, like, I'd, I'd rather, I'd rather had actually something to say about it. There's, there's a lot um, of banal books out there. There's a lot of books that, yeah. just, for whatever reason, it might be a personal thing with the reader, just don't strike a chord with me, and but, I just find a find a slog to get through. Yeah, that's the there's a lot of banal reviews out there. As well. Yeah, <laughs> oh, yeah. But that's like, the thing. It is this? It is color. It's twenty four pages. Yeah, yeah, and then just you can get paste, it at. I can't face <laughs> the comicsology, you know, summary, and that's it. Yeah. yeah. But it's 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 all subjective at the end of the day. I mean, it is art, exactly. art at the end of the day. It's all subjective. So to expect somebody to come out with exactly what you think you've put down on paper and come back to you saying all that is just is madness. You there's no way you could get somebody just to come out with the exact same um intent and everything as as what you intended with the piece. They'll bring their own interpretation with it. And if their interpretation is that it's not really that good, then unfortunately that's their interpretation. You can't do anything about that. You yeah, can't yeah. then turn around and say, well, I don't agree with that, so bugger you. you know I mean, it's like, well, no, that's not how it works. <laughs> so, yeah. I had, sorry, I had but... one where I said I didn't understand the twist and um, I gave it to a couple of pals to read and they didn't, they're like, I don't, what? You know, it's like that. And um, I reviewed it and in the review I said, look, I don't really understand the ending, you know, the art's okay, la 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 la. And the geezer wrote me a long essay about the twist and i felt like right i didn't write back to him but i felt like writing back to him and saying well if you had to explain it to me in an essay <laughs> i mean yeah it's not, exactly it's working, my friend. It's, but it's the, the, yeah. you have to explain the punchline the gag wasn't yeah. funny yeah 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 but, i mean we used to get it when we started troops because obviously we've run the website that we before i did the mailer we did regular blogs on that kind of thing and people yeah. used to you know ask if we had stuff submitted for reviews and it was like it was something i never wanted to get into one because you don't want to piss somebody off who's potentially going to have a table at your event kind of thing. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, but two, I just thing, yeah. I didn't want to get into that. I used to do reviews for Starburst and it was oh, yeah, it, yeah. It, it was fine, but towards the end I just kind of I was getting to that point where it's just like a really mediocre review. It's like the pages are nice and shiny. <laughs> yeah, I, 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 sometimes I have I just my heart well, wasn't in it. Your heart's not in going it. sometimes. Yeah. Yeah, if it's not, I need I need I need something in it to like really stir me up. You know, That's it. You either need yeah, to really yeah. love it or really fucking hate it. 
mean, there's people out there who think we get paid for reviews. I've had a couple um, over over the last three or four years asking me how much I'll charge for reviews. And I've said, <laughs> what, what? You know. That's really odd. So what did yes. I give you three grand for? <laughs> three grand. <laughs> a grand, you liar. The, uh, the, as far yeah. as my accountant is concerned. What? <laughs> I only got a hundred quid. What the fuck is this all about? <laughs> it's a lot of money in Scotland. <laughs> Soft fake. <laughs> War Chronicles did all right. <laughs> um, good. I've got. Can I've got a point I'd like to bring up? Yeah. 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 Next. So I think I texted you with the three points. More comics don't die. Be sexy. That was yeah. my three things for the year. Yeah. Other than that, do you know what I'm? I'm. I actually think people now have this Pavlovian response to talking about comics. Where if you so I, I, if I was in certain conventions and certain groups of people and people who I know are comic readers, if I mention something like Crisis, they'll immediately go to talking about the CW show. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I just want to talk about George Perez or Marv Wolfman or something. You know, mm-hmm. there's a lot of people who. Um, want to want to talk about and I, th- I think we need to move away from that i'm hoping in the new year we move away to talking about comics more i think mm. we're gonna there's gonna be a little lull in not lull in the movies because i think it's still got coming out every into my eyeballs every week but the um we haven't got an avengers movie next year we haven't got an x-men movie we haven't got a deadpool movie we haven't got an iron man movie you know so i think there's it's a little bit of a sort of b-lister marvel so yeah i think it's gonna take marvel a little bit of time to pick up steam again after yeah. Which and is why I'm, I was hoping they'd take... I know we don't want to talk about films. It's why I was hoping they'd take a year off. Because partly I was hoping that would drive people to the comics to fill yeah. that void. Yeah. And I'm, hope that, yeah. I'm hoping that people now, when someone says Deadpool, they say, oh, have you read uh, Jerry Duggan's? You know, or, or when yeah. they say Conan, they don't say, oh, is there a new movie in the works? You know, it's like that. It's sort of, I want, I want to more talk about the movie, more talk about the comics rather than the movies. And I don't think the movies do us any favours or the TV series doing us any favours because no. when have you ever seen Chris Evans talking about a comic or, you know, he may have done it. I certainly haven't seen it, you know, but when have you, when have you seen Stephen Amell talking about a comic? It's not, it's not enough for me to say, Oh, that's gr- the, the robbery happened in Mike Grell Avenue or something. You know, it's not enough for me. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. See, I kind of miss the days when you had the synergy when you'd get the big movie and they'd do the movie adaptation. It's like I recently bought the deluxe edition of the Batman 1989 movie adaptation, the DC Comics one. Yeah. Lovely book. It's got the black and white original pencil pictures in it next to the finished pages. Okay. Yeah, yeah. But um, that was one of the things that started to get me into comics was, oh, cool, there's the movie. There's the comic adaptation of it. Yeah. Yeah. So it used to work the other way around. It used to take longer for the films to come out on home release which is possibly why those yeah. used to sell better than they did it's like why you used to get novelizations of films because they yeah, never came out on the comic versions of stuff like i read dragon slayer the comic before i saw the movie i read you know blade runner before i saw the movie you know there's lots of comic adaptions i, I, I read the battlestar galactica comic before i saw the tv series you know yeah it was mm. um there was loads of that going on and my my first met you know we this kid like transformers yeah yeah transformers weekly or whatever it was from Marvel UK, then, we didn't get everything then, did we? So no. there was a lot of lot of cartoons and stuff in America that we never saw. Like my only member memory of Super Friends was the comic, but it was a quite a popular American cartoon, you know. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I just, I just, mate, it just it, it, it irks me if I'm in company and people and and somebody brings up a comic character and all they do is talk about the movies. I now just go quiet. Yeah. I'm sick of it, to be fair. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. Like I say, I think if we could get that synergy back. I mean, it was never a massive thing anyway, but it did used to give people a lead in. 
Yeah, yeah. I mean, the Kurtz one. the Superman. wide world of comics. That I always thought they always missed a trick with yeah. the movie adaptations that they didn't make the characters in it look like they do in the comics. They were so focused on getting Michael Keaton's face right, kind of thing. It's right. Like, just okay. make you look like fucking Batman. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. The Justice and... League. Cause there was never a Justice League comic when the original movie came out, was there? No. <laughs> uh... <laughs> have you seen that? Have you seen that shit movie? Though, mind you, that was quite. That was. It was meant to be a pilot for a TV series, wasn't it? Yeah. That yeah. The Justice League, because you you guys do the Justice League. You're you're running through that, aren't you, Tom? The GLI, yeah, yeah, yeah. Justice League International, yeah, and uh, yeah, we we spoke about that film with yeah. Martian Manhunter with a big foam eyebrow thing. Oh fucking hell! Like, That's the fucking guy from Mash. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> It's like if you'd have done like the wizard dream casting for Martian Manhunter, I guarantee at no point somebody would have gone, that guy from MASH would have been really fucking good. <laughs> yeah. But to be fair, if someone said to me, you can either have uh, an Avengers trader or see the Avengers movie again, I'd go for the trade every time. I'm not, fuck it. I'm bored with it all now, man. I, 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 I regularly say it. I say I wish it would go away for a while. Yeah. <laughs> you know. I, do, I think there's no shame in taking a break. <laughs> yeah. I'm, 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 there. I'm like, I'm done. 100% done with the films and it's not it's not bravado or giving it like oh I'm, I'm not going to see these and then I'll be in the cinema watching Black Widow I just have zero interest like Star Wars as well I'm just yeah, I'm off so, it I'm yeah. off it completely I've just lost interest like it's so boring yeah. it's just the same shit over and over and over again I mean Constantine's one of my favourite comic characters but I cannot get through an episode of Legends of Tomorrow yeah yeah it's just awful that's not where you should be I know <laughs> it's just it's... I mean, to be fair, I really enjoy the Marvel movies. They're sort of everything I wanted a comic book movie to be when I was a kid reading comics. But at the same time, the oversaturation of it is... And I'm torn because it gets the characters out there, but it's not bleeding back into the comics. The way yeah, we're not, so we're not getting enough of a bounce back when you think the money they're making out of those movies. Yeah. We're, yeah, not getting, we're not getting no, enough back into the industry. But again, I don't get why they don't do comics that sort of like tie in the gaps between the films. Well, God bless Orbital, when they were more active, they would they would put a stall out at the cinema. Yeah, um, Proline oh, yeah. does that here as well. But yeah, yeah, and I think, I think they mostly sell Funkos, to be honest. Because <laughs> <laughs> that's what people fucking want. Yeah. Like, oh, cool, there's an Iron Man Funko. You're like, he's going to say, oh, no, he said Funko. Fuck. Yeah. <laughs> And again, that's fine. If that's what people are into, is what they're into. I'm beyond judging people for it anymore. But there's that whole. There's that it whole doesn't thing seem is, to be dying off. There's that whole thing as well that people will come out of the film, and if they do see a comic and they do have the inclination to go to it, they'll open it and not see the actor. They'll see somebody's interpretation of Captain America or Thor or whatever. It doesn't look like Hemsworth or Evans or anything. So they're straight away. No, that's it. It. I think that's where the problem lies. Is that it's not an Avengers movie. The on-screen it's the fucking cap ultimates. Isn't... It's not the Avengers. No, it's not an Avengers movie. It's the Ultimates that movie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 But it's 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 that thing. They'll come out looking for that. They'll they'll not get it, and then they'll get turned off. And it's like, no, that's it. Should be the. The whole opposite yeah. thing. They should be the, looking the, at that and then going into the film and going, that doesn't look fucking right. You know what I mean? The best example is the week that the Pennyworth, you know, Alfred TV series comes out, they fucking kill him in the comics. <laughs> nice. That's synergy. I forgot, to, uh, I forgot that was a fucking thing. Yeah, I know. Yeah, only re- I've never seen it. I need because it, there's like um, posters on the tube. It's <sighs> on stars or something weird like that, and it's something you got to get through Amazon Prime. Oh, Jesus. Okay. Yeah. It's like, I mean, there's so many of those fucking TV shows now as well. Yeah, there is. I jokingly, a couple of years ago, when Gotham came out, did like a quick scribble of Pennyworth 
like you know the butler school years kind of thing and then they did a fucking pennyworth miniseries yeah <laughs> it's like you've got to let go of this love of fucking batman <laughs> well we'll have a batman tv series for fuck's sake what's stopping people yeah we have everything else it's the rights isn't it yeah but he appears in titans does he well yeah, actually he appears, appears yeah yeah because i so... titans was one of those things i was like oh just no <laughs> Look, look at us talking about the TV and movies. Though. See, that's we've fallen into that trap. Look, you know yeah, I mean? exactly. It, it always yeah. happens. That's the I thing. think the part yeah. of the problem it's is because there's so much. It, of it is such an important part of comic fandom now, whether you like it or not. It is, and I do, I would rather it wasn't, but I think it is. It's just finding a way to bring the conversation back round to the comics. But it's because we, it's because we as fans of the comics gravitate towards those properties. We see them and feel so familiar with them and gravitate towards them. That's how that happens. Yeah. A little bit of the obligation as well, I think. I yeah. Think yeah. 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 But you I think, to... yeah, sometimes you use it as an in with people as well, don't you? And it, yes. you just never end up well. getting to the point you wanted to make, which was the actual fucking paper things. <laughs> yeah. Cats. I want to see more stuff on TV about the making of comics. Yeah, yeah that's what comic, I'd like to see. Do you say Comics Britannia is on YouTube, Stu, a while ago, you told me? It is. I think the second part isn't, but I think the first and the third one is. Uh, and that's is... Jonathan Ross in search of Steve Ditko's on YouTube. Yeah, There is loads of stuff on YouTube. It's ridiculous. I've yeah, been watching documentaries on Kirby and Mobius and everything. Like There's yeah. there's loads of stuff. There's big Alan Moore um uh, like documentaries but there's interviews and discussions and him giving keynote speeches and everything like it's oh it's unbelievable big hour-long things because that's what youtube is now becoming they're becoming yeah this kind of thing that relies on long content so big you're actually big interview get... with pat mills at the 2008 festival oh really yeah that's a good one nice that's me. But... But that's the shit I'd like to see, and that Kirkman series that, all right, it didn't really oh, tell me. Oh, must watch that. Yeah. I didn't know. It's worth, if you've got Amazon Prime, just getting that. I can't remember which channel it's on, but if you just get the free trial for seven days and binge it. Oh, okay, I'll give that a go. Uh, yeah, it like might it. be on YouTube as well by now, but yeah. <laughs> everything yeah, yeah. seems to end up on there eventually. You're right. I mean, I, whenever I'm on YouTube, I'm always looking for, you know, a Don McGregor or a Jim Stalin interview or something. You know, there's all that sort of yeah, yeah. I mean, you know, there's, there's, there is loads of stuff on there. But you're right. We need We need a bit of that as well. Some of the some of the box sets when you get the movies, some of them will have little interviews about the TV series in them. Not often. The DC animated movies are great. Yeah, the extra features. The films themselves are a bit hit and miss these days, but the actual documentaries on them are really good. The, I mean, the best one is still, and that's on YouTube as well. The one on the death of Superman one, or the Superman Doomsday DVD about that whole period. Yeah, because you forget what a fucking phenomenon that was. Yeah, yeah. Because that broke down the walls of comics and actually spilled over into it's just a shame that so many people got burned thinking they were going to put their kids through college on that comic yeah but <laughs> yeah. even the creators didn't put their kids through comics on that comic i just did a lot of coke it's <laughs> fair enough yeah. off of that comic i think yeah, a lot of yeah. comic creators in the 90s did yeah. a free based <laughs> pretty sure that's image was yeah, yeah. <laughs> for legal reasons i should probably say that isn't how image was <laughs> right who's got one now what's the next uh, Tom. One. Go on, Tom. Um, do you know what? It's something that I would I would really love to see happening in 2020. It's something we kind of spoke about uh, in a way is that I would love to see people actually taking the punt and opening new comic shops because there's been yeah. so many closures. Yeah. Um, I mean, God, what was it? This year started off with like 14 closer, closures within the yeah, first three that. days or something. Yeah. It was unbelievable. So I'd love to see people actually taking the the initiative and starting one up. Maybe 
maybe taken a different approach to it because obviously by the looks of things with there being so many closures actually just having a straight up um comic shop it clearly isn't paying the bills for what they have to do so maybe take some sort of approach to it of making it like an event center or something as well i don't know how you yeah, social center it. sort of thing yeah yeah but I would love to see them starting opening again. It's like you, you always hear about them closing, but nothing new popping up in its stead, you know. Not even yeah. new bookshops. Like, there's just nothing. You maybe hear about the, the Glasgow Forbidden Planet, how they moved and moved to a bigger yes. premises. Have you been there yet, man, have you? No, I've not, no. I uh, want to go up soon, yeah. Yeah, but, they, um, but, but even then, and kind of almost in order for them to do that, they shut Aberdeen. Oh, did they? I didn't yeah, know that. So, oh, okay. so, Aberdeen, so Aberdeen Forbidden Planet closed, and then it was about a month or so later, all of a sudden, Glasgow's opening a bigger shop, and then some of the folks from Aberdeen end up working at the Glasgow one, you know. Right, okay. Uh, that might have not been their intention. This is just me jumping to conclusions, but, you know, this is a fair a fair jump to make, you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, but, to you know, even, even with the the newest one popping up is still like they had to kill something off to bring something up kind of thing. Yeah. Um, so I would love to hear about being less closures, more opening, definitely. Yeah, I'd love to see some people get hold, like a little collective of people and get hold and open stuff. There's yeah. like a cafe, you know. Uh, there's got to be space for it, in, in including indie small press stuff at community centres and things like that. Yeah, yeah there's got to be space for it, surely. It'd be interesting yeah. to... Um, the guys in Leamington, um, I think they went out of business or sold it to Dan and Lisa and that became Spartan comics. But, um, oh, yeah. okay. They used to like every Saturday have a corner of the pub and they basically set up a little pop-up shop in there. Right. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So I don't know what, I mean, I know from comic shop owners I've spoken to the weakness of the pound was making the comic so expensive that people were dropping off. I mean, I used to, <laughs> in the... plenty of British comic companies, my friend, I know this come is a no brow. Come to us. We'll sell to you. Yeah. I used to spend the same amount on comics as I spend now and get about 20 comics Yeah, for about 40 quid. Now I spend about 40 quid and walk away with five or six. Well, I heard Jerry Conway say this recently. He said people go to a shop, they want to get their kids comics, and they, they end up you know, getting 10 for 50 quid or something. They're like, $50, they're like, what the fuck? That's it. Or they're like, we won't bother with that. We'll go get the one from Tesco's that's got a free toy on the front because at least you get a free toy with it as well kind of thing. Yeah. yeah. And, you know, that's only got four pages of comic in it, but it came with a fucking plastic gun or whatever. <laughs> and I think I see it sort of bleeds a little bit. I'd like to see DC, Marvel and that go back more to standalone issues or force issue arcs run these big fucking you've got to buy this one and this one and this one and this you one know, and if you miss this issue of wonder woman you're fucked <laughs> do you know it's funny you say that because that's actually something that i thought about within a uh, small press as well is i've that said it I before would, with small press as yeah, well i would love to see folks just doing sort of one more one and dones but yeah, yeah definitely with why john tucker's doing so well yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a one and done, nice, simple idea, and I mean simple in the you know nicest possible way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, but yeah, you're 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 right on that. Definitely with the bigger ones as well. But these these sprawling series, like people just can't keep up. People can't afford to keep up. Whereas if yeah. you give them a a straight story, and maybe just even hold off, and there's a little bit of time in between each one, as long as they're actually getting a good fair chunk, then. There's no bother whatsoever, or like that with with John. He just he, every now and then just gives you something that's short and sweet and to the point, and it's it's 
you know, it's fantastic. And then on to the next one, and you don't feel like you're missing out on anything. That's it. Uh, Most Marvel ones, you're better off waiting for the trade because, all right, they're, you know, not the best put together trades anymore, but they're fucking cheap. (laughs) It's cheaper than buying the individual issues, and at least you know you get the full story. Or you get that thing on Comixology where you get them late, but you put your pay in a subscription fee, that, whatever it's called. Yeah, yeah. Is it unlimited? Uh, I think so, yeah. Yeah, I must. I must invest in that because the thing is, I occasionally I'm, I fall so far behind in reading a series like the Avengers or something. I think I could have just paid for the unlimited and read them, read them for like you know a tenner or something. Yeah, exactly. My problem with digital is that because it's not physically in front of me, I just forget it's there to read. Yeah, yeah, that's you know that is a genuine problem. Uh, there's there's loads of stuff that I've bought on um, Comicsology or I've got on. Uh, like your humble bundles and stuff like that. Yeah. And then I've suddenly found them like months later and went, oh fuck, that was actually part of that. You know what I mean? Like I've just I've not even noticed. I've downloaded them. I've put them on. Went through the effort of actually putting it on a tablet to read, and just completely plain up yeah. forgotten that they've even existed. And there's so many different programs to store them on. Occasionally, it'll say on my iPad, you know, your cloud storage is almost full, and I'm thinking, why on earth's that? And then I realise I've downloaded some comics on flipping isneo and i've not looked at isneo, but do you know what i mean it's like it's like that you know yeah yeah that's true or all those ones that you back on kickstarter that you get the free digital yeah. download with it i've got so many of them i i don't think i've ever downloaded one of them oh i've i've, I've got like the pro dropbox now so i've got that's quite good um because i use it for work i've got the old yeah. dropbox yeah. So you get like a terabyte or something on it so oh, there's always Otherwise, I had the, the sort of straightforward free Dropbox, and I was forever into having to delete stuff or move it over onto a hard drive, and it was a pain in my ass, you know. Yeah, I'm at that yeah, stage yeah. at the minute. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, same. Yeah. So just because I'm so scared of losing all those files that I may potentially need again one day from old Maybe, troops stuff. But... Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> but I, I won't, because, you know, nobody's ever going to want to be like, oh, archive everything that troops ever did. <laughs> well, we're in luck, my friend, because it's all in this Dropbox. <laughs> I've definitely made the mistake of forgetting that something's there and then going on to download it and, you know, it's like Link not available anymore. And I'm like, oh, shite. I mean, yeah. like, it's just it's just completely gone. That's like three issues of something that I was meant to read and it's that's it. It's away. The amount of times I've bought books twice, <laughs> three times, actual physical copies. I did it when I was in Nottingham. I bought um, the second Strange in Paradise 25 right. Right. collected edition. And then I got home and was like, bollocks, I had that. <laughs> so we had to go to Cardiff to take it back to swap it. <laughs> the, um, yeah, it's weird like that. And I think a lot of covers now look kind of the same. I downloaded that. I was chatting to um, um, uh, Alistair. Is it Alistair Black? Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, I was chatting to him about it the other day, and we were talking about that um, CLZ app on your phone. And for stuff like um, something, I don't know, maybe The Walking Dead or even BPRD or stuff where the covers are like a little bit similar and you're like, fuck, do I own that one? Yeah. You know. Oh, is that the cataloging? Yeah. Like, scan and, them and stuff like that. And you could look at look them up and it's always on your phone. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I've kind of, I've started using that. It's, I'm not going to catalog my whole collection, but <laughs> it's good for like, so I'm, I'm going through and I'm, you'll know this one, Stu. I'm going through and buying Checkmate from the late 80s. Remember that yeah. DC book? Yeah, I used to uh, like I think, it. Yeah, the first issue was in um, Action Comics, so I thought you might know it, but the first appearance of them. And I'm, because it, there's all various crossovers, so I've just downloaded it onto that, and I know where I am if I'm at the Mart or something. You know, it's quite, it's rather than having that little list that I used to have in my back pocket of comics I wanted, you know. Yeah, so, see, it's, it's I should probably fun. do that because I always feel yeah. like a bit of a dork when I get out my little bit of folded up paper. I think it was like a one off fee, I think. I can't remember that off the top of my head. Mm, I might have to look into right. that. 
Yeah, it's, it's slightly less dorky to pull out a phone and go through a list rather than have your little bit of paper. Yeah. <laughs> um, oh, I've got right. a bit of a positive one to move on to if you wanted to. Yep. Yeah, cool. Okay. You ready? Yeah. 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 Okay. The um, I tell you what I've seen this year is the growth of experimentation, and I'm glad. That's uh, and 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 I think it's coming across um, across all all different levels and areas of the comic world. Um, I think I, I've, I bought I bought the oversized Silver Surfer Black today. Have you read that, guys? Ooh, I haven't. No, 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 I haven't. No. By um, the Tradmore Donny Cates book, and it's <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. fucking hell, it's so good, man. It's uh, but they've brought out like um, it's not quite original art artist edition size, but it's it's like an oversized thing, and it's a lovely little treatment. It's a little bit expensive. I think it's twenty four ninety five or something, and um, and it's really that's what I want out of the Silver Surfer. And it's it's real. They've really gone for it in it. Yeah, um, got like a lovely sort of spot varnish cover and all that sort of thing, and they've really gone for it. And I'm and I'm seeing a lot of um, Andromeda, which I picked up at um, True Believers. I mean, McCune carries on and will always carry on with his <laughs> books, and I find them sort of infinitely interesting and um, inspiring as well. You got Gareth Hopkins, um, who, yep. who soldiers on with his work, and I love Gareth's stuff. Peony Gent, who we had on last week, who uh, sits near me at work, and we never talked about our own comics for like six months of working with each other until we swapped comics, and, and that was a, a sort of real revelation to me. Um, <laughs> and I think, like you say, like you know, Mr. Tucker, um, yep, and um, and uh, and I, it's, it's an area of comics. I think now that we're we're a little bit ghettoized comics, aren't we? We're a little bit off off the mainstream in a way. Yeah. We're, a little bit people are taking some chances and i kind of like that that's happening um yeah and it's um i hope it i hope it develops even more and we're seeing that sort of the the, the stranger stuff coming out of europe comics as well as some more sort of straight adventure stuff and uh um yeah i'm, I'm hoping that people who've grasped that nettle in the past like so 2000 ad we see a bit more of them as well yeah that's um, <clears throat> it's, it's definitely something that i would like to see more people delving into the uh the sort of strange and surreal, but also just kind of just getting creative with it, really yeah. kind of pushing the boundaries of what they can do with the comic. You, you're yeah. right. There is more. There is definitely more of them have popped up, and the, the it's like it's almost like people have kind of noticed that these more experimental comics are doing really well. So they're going fuck it. You know, I've had these ideas for ages. Let's just go for it. Yeah, and it's good to see that popping up. But yeah, I think yeah. You, you're definitely right that that needs to continue because if it doesn't if it doesn't keep up the, the rate that it's going people will start receding again and just start yeah. going with sort of tropey back into the issues. i mean even stuff like gustavo, gustavo vargas and mm-hmm. um, nick prolix's panonica um which isn't i suppose it kind of is a comic it's sequential in a, and wordsy in a kind of way yeah um and there was quite a lot of that going on i'm seeing less of the oh i've done a comic about my cat yeah um and i'm seeing more of the sort of experiment i think at the moment Mm-hmm. you know uh, fraser campbell and these sort of guys as well you know they're really sort of pushing and, and dave dave robertson he's trying all different things i like that. yeah yeah um there's a bit of that going on and i'm I'm pleased it's it's um, that whole thing of like just no like zero inhibition just just going for it you know what i mean just yeah. like anything that comes to the forefront of the mind just make a comic out of it kind of thing yeah. Um, and yeah you definitely need to see those people being more sort of released onto the pages as opposed to sort of held back and 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 thinking oh but then you know you can't really do that with comics and it's good that these people are out there giving the examples of yeah you can just people are prepared to give it a chance as well yeah i think they are 
you know. Yeah, definitely. I I think the big strength of small press at the moment is that we are kind of we're like the grunge music of <laughs> what Seattle was in the nineties. That's kind of what we are. And we're at that perfect point where we can experiment. I mean, that was one of my points is that I want to see more experimentation and more creativity, mm-hmm. uh, worry less about what people think and just do it kind of thing. Yeah. It's like, uh, at the risk of sounding like I'm, you know, being self congratulatory, congratulatory sort of thing. But that whole Jason Isaacs thing was, I had the idea. I set myself the goal of doing it in 12 hours. Yeah. And just, fucking did it with no real agenda beyond that just to force myself yeah. to do to do something and then you know and yeah. like you should print it and i was like no no one's gonna be fucking interested yeah yeah <laughs> and a couple of people said some nice things so i was like fuck it i'll get it printed then yeah. yeah yeah no i agree completely and i think um i think you can tell from someone's work as well often whether they're just writing to rote or drawing yeah. to rote yeah. or when they've got a real passion invested in what they're doing mm-hmm. um i think that you can you can definitely tell that i think yeah. yeah, and yeah. I mean, don't get me wrong. There's a place for the polished books as well. The you yeah, know, really this could them. be yeah. from the big two kind of thing. But the, I think we're at that perfect point where we should be experimenting, doing something different. Yeah. Um, it seems to have dropped off a bit, but the you know, this is my disease. This is a comic about my disease, or this is my illness. This is a comic about my illness. Things seem to drop off, and there are some great ones in that as well. But there's also so much fucking dross because we see like, a fashion. We see a fashion of subjects occasionally, don't we? Yeah, because I hear yeah. people are like, oh, they got a lot of fucking traction for their book about depression. I was depressed once. I'll do that. Yeah, yeah, but yeah. I'll do it in that most horrible, painfully fucking obvious way. <laughs> yeah, yeah this, that's that's a metaphor people... for a lot of what's going on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But you get people getting experimental with that as well. I mean, likes of um, Olivia Sullivan. Am I right in saying? I think that's the name. Yeah, anyway. yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, that's something a bit different. That was a bit more kind of interpretive, and you really had to. Yeah, I like her work. Out. Actually, I find it really. In, it, she's she's another experimental creator. You know, yeah, she really yeah, is. Yeah, yeah. yeah no, I, I find like... her very fascinating. I was chatting to her at um, Hackney Zine Fair this year, and uh, right. Yeah, and, and I, I, she's another book. This is, this, the likes of those sort of books, and the likes of McCune and stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, is is as a reviewer i find like intensely interesting and i find that i end up writing something sort of slightly different um with mccune i always with Stuart, i always say look i'm not reviewing your book i'm i'm telling you how it makes me feel yes um and i think there's there's that that line and and i always try to interpret his stuff and he always tells me oh you got this bit right oh you got this bit wrong you know and then he and i go and get drunk and he confesses something to me which is most <laughs> hilarious but uh yeah the uh i like i like that edge of it so much i think that's really what inspires me now i mean we've all seen captain america fight the red skull do we really need to see it again and yeah. as much as i do uh, addictively buy captain america every month i still want to see stuff like john tucker writes a story about someone's at the top of someone's head is see-through yeah yeah well his plan a plan b was one of my highlights of the year um that um lang walk home cosplay that doomed the earth three very different kind of books yeah lang walk home's another one another great experiment yeah you know yeah peter really pushed the boat out on that and and got a lot of creators involved and everything as well made a really nice solid big book it was it was it was good yeah and yeah. doing that whole, I've not, I think that was one of the things that we'd we'd spoke about, and he he actually said to me as well was that I'd I'd mentioned that not a lot of people do sort of interpretations of poetry in comics. Yeah. Okay, they'll do stuff that seems poetic, but not necessarily actual straight up poetry. And then he comes out and says, "Oh, you know that I'm actually doing this whole book." And then just presents this brilliant piece. It's it's so good. It's so yeah. so good. I'm sitting reading on um, 
I'm sitting at the minute kind of having a bit of a, a Billy Connolly sense at the at the minute and going on his past stuff and it has a lot of that in it. It has a okay, lot of that energy, sort of po- yeah. Yeah, it has that kind of energy and that and that sort of poetic um sort of so- sort of song to it, you know what I mean? So yeah, yeah. it's really good. Yeah. I mean, I was so I mean, I'm not a big fan of poetry. I gen it generally rubs me up the wrong way, but <laughs> But I was so looking forward to that book coming. That and Cosplay That Doomed the Earth were two Kickstarters that I backed that I wish I was getting it immediately. Right. <laughs> it was like, I was just so looking forward to both of them just because the idea of them excited me. I mean, Cosplay That Doomed the Earth is a bit more traditional comic in its structure kind of thing. Yeah. But it was just the whole idea of that comic just sounded great. And yeah. um, Lang Walk Home just sounded like such an interesting idea. Yeah. So like, I really want genuinely am interested in how he'll pull it off if he does pull it off kind of thing because you know there were good things said about it before it came out kind of thing but at the same time it's kind of it's still making a comic out of a poem yeah mate i'm i'm a huge poetry fan i'm a real poetry geek Uh, mostly beat poetry and some sort of stuff like t.s Eliot and stuff yeah and um and I, i i really admire that and i think there's um a rhythm to language that people could well do with applying to the dialogue in a comic sometimes yeah. yeah, you know, I really do. When you break down some of the stuff like Bukowski or someone, there's that that immediacy that you know what you're saying in in two words and something. Like, mm-hmm. I kind of I kind of like that rhythm to stuff. Um, and there's yeah. a few people out there doing that stuff. There are Penny Penny's doing it. You know, with that um, uh, Oxbridge Road and stuff books she did. Now, there's some really interesting stuff. And I and I, I hate to hark on about no Brad books, but in Waves did it as well. Yeah. Yeah, the really description good. of kissing the first kiss in the driveway and it's fractured language and you know it's spread out across some really beautifully flowing visuals and it's it was just it, it was utter poetry visually and verbally to me that book you know? yeah it's funny yeah. another another noble book not that it was sort of more poetic but you were saying it had a kind of a, a really good a rhythm to it is that eileen gray uh, oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I yeah, thought yeah. that had a really it had a really good rhythm to it whilst telling the history, and that was what pulled me into that as well. Um, yeah, and really put really cemented you in the period because of the way it was written, um, as well as the visuals. I mean, the visuals are absolutely lovely, and it's a good illustrative style. But it is that kind of it's, it's very rhythmic, and 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 it really puts you in the scene and the setting for the time of the way they're speaking to each other and everything as well. Yeah. yeah it's, it's also very cool. That book. Oh yeah. Yeah. You know, it's a real sort of French cool, isn't it? You know, yeah. Which, it is. it appears to be, I think. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Interesting. Is it interesting how we all come at things differently? And I, I, I like that, you know, mm-hmm. um, but that's, we're, we're, we'd it's get a solitary more... hobby, isn't it? Comics. And we all, we all get different things from it, but yes. Know, yeah. Yeah. It's funny. But it's, it's, um, it's funny you, you you will definitely get more um more sort of experimental styles and we'll get more uh, out there sort of comics if more people start trying them i think yeah as well yeah. If, if people just kind of just give it a shot and that's that's definitely something i would love to see happening is more names popping up in the next year just people yeah. that are just giving it a shot for the first time have maybe been sitting on their hands for ages just waiting for the opportunity i would just love for people just to give it a shot yeah um, there's the people out there man there's the the um dave cranes and um um uh, simon russells and tom mortimers and there's a real um found image experiment um stuff going on out there and uh, mm-hmm. olivia sutherland sullivan falls into that a little bit yeah um, 
Um, and there's even Miss uh, the Mighty Quirstrit. You know, yes. You know, yeah. There's, there's that, and I, I kind of, I don't, I don't think there's anything wrong with it. It's, you know, I just, I just absolutely love that instinctualness to it. To, yep. to to just instinctively draw stuff and um um Gareth does it and, and Nick's done it with um Panonica and stuff and I mm-hmm. kind of yeah there's there's something to be said for all that sort of thing. Yeah. I think I think Dave kind of falls in that sometimes as well. Yeah. Yeah. Um very much so. But yeah, that you you're right, it is that thing of just being very instinctual with the with with the art form. Yeah. Uh, definitely. There's, there's nothing worse than being able to to guess the dialogue before it you see it on the page yes and I th- yeah I know. it's like watching a bad episode of doctor who you know they're gonna you know what they're gonna say before they say it yeah yep it's uh and i think there's there's a lot of writing out there that is a little bit too rote it's too obvious and yep yeah i was gonna say that it's it's either overwritten in the sense that there's just so much fucking text in one speech bubble that you don't need it's finding that balance between sort of the poetic nature of fiction dialogue kind of thing and the way people would really talk yeah because if yeah, you didn't people would really talk be... most of the word balloons would be yeah yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> kind of thing yeah and um, or, so yeah. it's, it's finding that balance in the middle but like you've said before people don't generally talk in full sentences yeah no yeah, they don't podcasts. <laughs> yeah <laughs> so but it's sort of like you say it's getting that poetic nature of words and i don't mean as poetry i mean it's a rhythm yeah it's a rhythm yeah yeah Yeah. i I was trying to i was trying to think of it the other day and there's a phrase in music i I wrote a piece on it and it's slipped my mind now which is the the moment of silence in um uh, a verse and then and when you think of it as a rhythm like that you just that moment of quiet in a panel and I just love great pacing. I really do love great pacing and it can take part in anywhere. It can take part in abstracting. It can take part in sort of interpretive and um, realistic and, you know, thrillers and horror, especially in horror and romance. Yeah. There's there's that to it. Um, Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, I think, I think we're getting there, man. I do. I've bemoaned the lack of experimentation in the past in some, in some pieces I've written. And I I do think that there's um, an acceleration of it now. I'm enjoying it, you know, yeah, yeah. I, I think that's what we need and, you know, maybe focus less on that idea you've got that requires you to build an entire world and just do that nice simple one yeah. just to get something out there and that yeah. fucking 12 issue series will still be there. Yeah. <laughs> In fact, you should probably stretch away from that because the odds of you hitting issue 12 are pretty slim unless you wait fully to committed my, to doing it kind of thing. Wait to see my Tijuana Bible that I'm working on. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not working on one. <laughs> but but yeah, and I mean, it's such a positive thing generally, the whole community, that it is the perfect place to put something out there. Yeah, yeah, it is. Yeah. yeah. You can put yeah, out what you is. like. Yeah. yeah. There's there's mm-hmm. nobody balking at what you're putting out. As I've discovered this year, nobody's giving you shit for a book you got out. No, because yeah, the quality of the, the day, book, they might give you some got shit a book out. Yeah. That's, that's achieve, an achievement in itself. The rest of it is... Mind you, the first the person to put out a Baby cake. Yoda book, I may well murder. You know oh, I mean? I'm so fucking sick of Baby Yoda already. <laughs> Who? Sorry, I've never heard of this. <laughs> Have you not? <laughs> no. It's in the series called The Mandadorkian. It's uh. All <laughs> oh, right, is that the 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 Nandalorian? Yeah. I see oh, that. <laughs> Nando. I'd watch a series with him in. Oh yeah, definitely. <laughs> you know, in that way that you can have something cool and the fandom will just beat it to death. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, exactly. It's like Baby Groot all over again. Oh, 
Oh, that's a sweet idea. What's that? That's the seventeenth variation of a baby group pot vinyl you got on your shelf. Awesome. Stu, I was just starting to forget about it. Thanks very much. <laughs> Hang on, I'm going to send you a load of pictures. <laughs> so, what else? What else we? Um, what else are we looking forward to? Come on. So, well, should we do another one of Dan's questions? Okay, yeah, 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 yeah. So, because yeah. one of his questions kind of fits in, which was, is there a type of comic that you would want to see in uh, 2020, and one you don't? Say a particular genre or trend. Uh, zombies cough. Um, <laughs> I think he wants to see more zombie comics. Yeah, he does. And the ones about coughing. <laughs> see that was my two more zombies less coffin <laughs> yeah. um i don't really have one i don't really have a type that i'm i don't want to see and i do want to see no. i don't know i don't really i don't oh, i don't know there's, i don't think there's things i would like to see but not as an overtaker i'd like to see a bit more of the old pulp sci-fi kind of things okay yeah like, like the star blazer sort of things I'd quite like to see somebody maybe try doing something with that. And I mean, I've already said I'd like to see less of the, not so much the slice of life, but the, you know, this is a deconstruction of my relationship that nobody's done a comic on this in <laughs> kind of thing. I've become, I've become a bit in the way that I would just love to see anybody doing anything that I'm, I've now, like if somebody wants to do that, I might just fuck, just do it as long as you're making something. Yeah. Just get it out there. Um, it might not be what I'm looking for, but somebody else out there is going to absolutely love it. You know what I mean? Yeah. So I'm just yeah, kind of like, I'm, 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 I'm definitely at the stage now where like I don't want to see less of any comics. I just want to see fucking comics. Like get them done, get them, get them going. Yeah. You know, uh, stop putting off. Just fucking get them out there. Yeah, I uh, suppose the only danger with that is that it sort of you run the thing of pigeonholing it into a narrow thing to the outside view kind of thing people are always going to pigeonhole though. That's i mean we'll, you... we'll always be pigeonholed as uh tights and flights kind of genre anyway yes well no it's, it's, it depends on where you come from i mean fuck most no i'm places... talking to like you know the the wider community if you went yeah. to somebody who doesn't read comics was like have you checked out this comic you'd be like somebody flying it it's uh <laughs> pigeonholing like it's like no it's called the Horror chronicles it's like, it's... <laughs> yeah more and more books about um milkshakes <laughs> <laughs> more comics about pigeonholing <laughs> <laughs> is that the same no. with glory hole Stuart I know you're a big fan of those well you know they, I, I do like them you never know what you're going to get <laughs> <laughs> you, you pop it through and somebody pecks it drills <laughs> those holes I've never seen one to be fair but does someone literally go in and, and drill them it's you the know. Ricky Gervais thing isn't it about who first came up with it and how did the other person on the other side know what you were supposed to do <laughs> <laughs> I remember being. I remember rushing in to do a um, to turn my bike around at Waterloo once, and it was back when Waterloo was a bit of a crap hole. And um, I remember like sitting on the toilet and like um, turning my bike around, and like there was such relief because it was you know it was a rush, and um, an <laughs> eye appearing at this hole in the wall. <laughs> so I banged the hole, banged this eye with my fist, like I'm trying to trying to take a dump, and banged this hole, and it, you, I heard oh like that, and then I. Pulled my cacks up and you know did the necessary and walked out and I could still see there was someone in there. Like, <laughs> frightened the fuck out of me. <laughs> but no, no point would I have thought about putting my wiener through that hole. No. No. <laughs> I still need to be there. Really. It's just like that <laughs> thing that pops out of the door at Jabba's palace in Return of the Jedi, isn't it? That fucking eye. Oh, yeah. Like, eh. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> 
right? Um, kind of um, kind of an answer to Dan's question a wee bit though is, um, do you know, I would love to see uh, more work from maybe uh, new publishers that haven't that I've yeah. discovered. I've got high hopes for Space War from Pat, Pat Mills. He's putting right. together this sort of anthology, and I I think there's there's room for that. I'd love I'd love to see like another a, a, a new publisher get hold of something like Crisis or Revolver. Yeah, Warrior, Warrior magazine, and just like run with it, you know. Yeah, yeah. It's uh, it's an interesting thing. There's there's whole publishers will just completely pass you by, and you don't even notice that they've they've been there. Yeah. Um, I mean, I I kind of feel like a I kind of feel like this year I kind of stumbled upon No Brow in a way, even though you've been like I knew I knew of them and I have read their titles, but I feel like so much more now. Yeah, I've very much sort of stumbled across them, and <clears throat> it's just about discovering the kind of the sheer amount of work that goes behind them as well. I mean, you you stumble on a good publisher, you've got a good yeah. stack. Of I think that's the thing that publishers see is community <clears throat> as well. You've got if you're a if you're a publisher, if you're Black Crown, I don't know they've gone or Ahoy Comics or No Brow yeah. or Two Thousand AD. You've got to the the way you survive is by building that fan base and that community and. You know, that's why, you know, there's little Facebook groups and, yeah. you know, YouTube channels and stuff like that. That's TKO are a good example. They they build their readership as part of a community, you know, and they and they retweet people who like their books and they answer questions about them online. Valiant did it for a while as well. Right. And I think that's the way you survive, I think. It's yeah, being yeah. willing to put in the time to build that community as well. It's like the Etherington yeah, well, brothers. You... It was about 10 years of them working and then they suddenly smashed onto the scene seemingly yeah. overnight. But they <clears> spent 10 years sort of building that up. I know they're not a publisher per se, but well, I think a lot of, of small press biggest people... biggest publishers now, aren't they? <laughs> well, yeah. 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 Yeah, kind of, I, I suppose. Yeah, yeah. I think a lot of people... It's one of the reasons I think small press should go back to doing one-shot stories rather than... Because you get people that like, this is our four-issue series, and they're like, oh, one didn't do as well as we were hoping, so let's just bin yeah. it off. Or we'll get partway through drawing issue two and realise it's hard. Yes, yeah. And it's like... There's a lot of small press books out there that are not finished. That's it. It's like, um, yeah, yeah. There's a couple of books like I bought Dot Dino years ago, which was one of two, and I've still never seen the second part. Yeah, yeah, just for an example, kind of thing. And it's, I don't know, I think people think it's easier than it is and don't take into account that real life will get in the way. Yeah, it's you know, all it takes is for you know, your missus to suddenly get pregnant, and that's all that comic time gone, kind of thing, for example. Um, and that's, I don't know, I think. But the, there's that extra thing. People put too much weight on it as well. well I, like, think you do. I think if you're planning on making a living out of creating comics, if you think you've drawn one comic, you're going to sell all 100 that you got printed off first time. I yeah. mean, you might. There's nothing to say you won't, but yeah. you also shouldn't bank on that, and you also shouldn't give up. Give up if you only sell five of them. Yeah, I think that's that's the wrong. That's definitely the wrong head to go in with it as well, though. Like, there's there's far too many people go into it straight away, being like, "Oh, I'm going to make a living out of this." Fuck it, just don't don't do that. Yeah, don't do that. Go into it with with the whole thing of you've got a story to tell, and you're not going to care how long it's going to take to do it, just as long as you're enjoying it along the way. Start off like that. And then if you if you pick up steam after that, then fine. But if you just go into it straight away saying, oh, I'm going to be a massive success and I'm going to make an absolute living out of this and then you make something that fails, you're never going to make anything ever again. You know what I mean? That's, that's it. And, and... Well, that's it. I'm not being funny. There's a reason why a lot of big-name comic creators from the 90s, 2000s are now going to Kickstarter to get their projects going. Yeah. yeah. It's because yeah. there isn't the money in it anymore to make no. a living off of it kind of thing. No. 
so you either feel strongly enough about the thing that you'll take it to Kickstarter, or you just don't do it anymore. And yeah. the more of the profits are coming to you from Kickstarter, and um, it's why a lot of people um, in years gone by have gone over to Image, haven't they? Because they make more out of a ten thousand issue, yeah. you know, selling monthly than they would out of a forty thousand issue Marvel comic. You know, yeah. I think um, Kieran Gillen wrote a piece on it, didn't he? About literally, I think he priced it how much he'd make out of different sales at different companies at one point, oh, which made for interesting reading. Yeah, yeah. Because right. I well, think even... the Wicked and the Divine, he was saying he was making more money out of that because even though it was selling a lot less than whatever you know iron man he just come off at marvel the 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 money was coming to him straighter than it was going yeah to the yeah. Organization. yeah 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 it's, it's an interesting problem like yeah. i say it's i mean it's that two-sided thing of just go and create that comic thing and also don't give up it's not going to be the way you it's the 500 days of summer thing the reality versus expectation <laughs> thing yeah definitely oh well, i've not heard of that movie What's have that? you not Oh, there's a podcast on it. <laughs> Cross promotion. Yeah, these two really interesting guys spoke about it. <laughs> good looking too. Oh, that's so, yeah, but um, yeah, I mean, you've just got to stick with it. And cons are expensive. Unfortunately, getting to cons is expensive, and it may, unless you're losing a shitload of money. I mean, I would say, you know, make sure you can afford to take that acceptable risk. Yeah. Christ, I'll lose money at every convention I do, mate. (laughs) I mean, the way I did mine was that I did the overtime at work to raise the money to do the print. (laughs) Yeah. And then put it out there because it wasn't going to be something. I've not built up enough of an audience to do a Kickstarter. Yeah. I'm also torn about Kickstarters. I mean, this is one of my points that we'll come on to in a minute. But, um,. I think there's, well, we'll come on to it now kind of thing, but there's too much of a reliance on chucking it on Kickstarter and just sitting back kind of thing. And then I'm always well, torn with, you know, issue eight is going to be on Kickstarter. It's like, if you're not built that audience up now, I know it's a great way to take, I'd like to see more people create something and not put it on Kickstarter, but, you know, still put it out to the people on their mailer kind of thing. And yeah, I regret. I miss people putting... launching things at cons instead of on Kickstarter. <laughs> yeah, no, I mean, I regret not putting the Horror Chronicles on there. I'll be honest with you. Yeah, and the reason for that is I would have, I don't know how many, just let's say I would have had fifty backers, I would have had fifty sales. Yeah, immediately, mm-hmm. rather than you know, you know, fighting my way through to sixty sales after four months. You know. Yeah. Um. That's the complete honest, you know. That's that's the way I gave a lot of issues away, and I put it up for free and everything. But the, I think, I think, from a point of view of that sort of comic, I think I would have, it would have done better because it is a promotional tool, Kickstarter, a lot of the time. I think. Yeah, that's yeah, it. Is. I mean, yeah, yeah. That's, that's, I also that's think once a... you've built that Kickstarter audience, you're possibly in a position where you could, if unless it's something like um, Sarah Millman's books that always launch on Kickstarter, so that's what people have come to expect. Yeah, hers are a pre-sale. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Aren't they? Yeah, yeah, I know what and you mean. That's how I'd like to see Kickstarter used, potentially. But at the same time, it kind of it feels a little bit like it's undermining the whole point of Kickstarter. Yeah, it's kind of like a loose diamond arrangement, isn't it? You know I mean, it's know, like, the, yeah. the clue is kind of in the name that it is Kickstarter. Is if you believe in this project, this is the thing to get it going. I mean, we launched Troops on Kickstarter and then never went back because I hated it. <laughs> yeah, you did. I hated yeah. the whole Kickstarter yeah. experience. Um. Kickstarter's changed a bit. People aren't always making as much as they think they would. That was just well, a few lot examples of that. Yeah. A lot more books aren't even getting anywhere close to hitting their target. Oh. Yeah. The, the, um, the, 
I mean, I was surprised at how long it took Rock of the Red or Rock of the God. Yeah, yeah. that was that was just had, under the wire. You got yeah. Dan Cornwall on that and John Wagner and Alan and Grant Ace, well. and Alan Grant and a yeah. successful first series kind of thing. Yeah, I think it 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 kind of almost feels like the the past few months Kickstarter's kind of had its day a bit, but then that might also be because of all the kind of shitstorm that happened with them a wee bit as well with Union Union, yeah, yeah, yeah all that kind of stuff. Yeah. Yeah, didn't yeah. really understand that to be honest. But no, was, I don't understand it well enough. No, but yeah, I know um, Nick was speaking to... about it a bit. Nick, Progress. yeah, he was, yeah, he was, yeah. But that that kind of put a lot of people off, and I think that's... yeah, I mean, I was torn with it. I mean, worked for a company that doesn't allow a union. Mm. I know how frustrating it can be to yeah. No, I was in the same situation. Have nobody in your yeah, corner, yeah. kind of thing. Yeah, yeah. But at the same time, from what I've read, even the people that lost their jobs weren't like that. They weren't being dicks about <laughs> right kind of thing. So. It's a double edged sword, and I kind of think with Kickstarter, we're supporting the people putting their project on it rather than it's, Kickstarter. It's, I know Kickstarter taking a cut, but it's a changed landscape with Kickstarter because I, 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 they have got they did until about two months ago have a, a version of Patreon called Drip. Um, That's right, yeah. And I, I, I used to subscribe to one on there, and that ended, and I got a lovely return from the creator I was following on there. Right. Really good, like a regular. And I found it a really easy and really enjoyable experience where I just in my inbox would appear stuff and through the post would appear stuff and stuff like that. And I, and, and they called a halt to it. And the, the conversation was I had with someone is that it was going to come back under a different name. But I haven't seen that yet. I haven't seen what's happened with that. Right. Don't know. Yeah, I must admit, I don't back any patrons or anything like that. I, I very I, rarely you know, do. Yeah. No, I yeah. don't know. Yeah. But I mean, that sort of comes on to Susan's question that she put on Facebook, which was you know the gist of it that you know she thinks indie comics are going to continue because they're a great source of um uh, creativity and that sort of thing and prove that comics are more than just superheroes yeah um then she put there really is something for everyone uh with online streaming like comic house the uh netflix for indie comics <laughs> uh, indie comics that, are also yeah. becoming a lot more accessible to a wider audience however the audience has to know they're there so self-marketing will also have to but the ante and not just rely on Kickstarter momentum because it will get harder and harder to stand out from the crowd on there. Mm. And I think that's true. I mean, we used to do the Kickstarter column on the Julius website, and I've got rid of that. And my idea was that I'd start highlighting people putting older books out there. Right. So sort of because it's easy to forget that, you know, there were the older books. And yes, they've had their time, but there's also been years between them. And especially if they've got them on Comic House or something like that, it's a great time to start getting people to check out people's earlier books. Mm-hmm. Okay. If that makes any sense. Um, yeah, yeah. So far, nobody's really taken me up on it, so it's just been sitting there doing nothing. But... <laughs> yeah. But, you know, I've, I've put it out there for people if they want to use it. If people then don't send me, you know, yeah, oh, I'd really like you to give a push for... I cringe a bit. at the And I, bear in mind, I work in a marketing uh, a comic company. I cringe a little bit at marketing my own books, though. I don't know. It's a weird one. I don't mind I'm talking terrible, at terrible length about Molly Mendoza's book or you know, Luke Pearson's book or something. But when it comes to me, I'm like, uh, well, if you want to buy it, do you know what I mean? Well, that's the other day when we had that chat about, I asked how Core Chronicles was doing, you asked how mine were doing. It's kind of like, I've not really sold much, but then I don't push them because I'm rubbish at pushing them. Yeah, yeah, I get, I kind of, I think how many times, and you, and you do hear some outrageously embarrassing pitches at conventions sometimes, you know, and you think, oh my God, I feel like I'm dying inside listening to this person. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> 
Yeah, um, it's, a, it's a weird one, isn't it? I think because we're British, we don't like to talk about money and we don't like to talk about, you know, there's that element to it. You know? I'm sure the, the septic tanks were, are different, you know, in relation to their, what they're doing. And it's kind of like people look to people as being good sellers, don't they? Over here, we're like, well, that's a bit, that's a bit trashy of them. You know, it's almost like that, isn't it? You know? Yeah, I mean, like I say, with mine, I didn't put them out for review. I didn't do a Kickstarter on either of them. I got 50 of the robots one printed, and I got 100 of Isaacs. And I think I sold maybe 10 or 12 Isaacs and six or seven robots. Right, okay. Yeah, yeah, no, no. Um, I gave a couple of robots away, and um, I gave a couple of Jason Isaacs away. And um, Yeah. Yeah, but I'm not really pushing them. They're on the website if people want to buy them. But again, I'm not... Yeah, I don't like to do that weekly thing. It's like just to remind you, if you haven't bought my book yeah. yet. Yeah, but if you haven't bought my book yet, they're on my website. <laughs> I, I swap. And, I mean, I even well put them on the website you know. postage because I thought that might encourage people a little bit more. Yeah, because that's the other thing with buying comics online for me. Sometimes it's like, oh, that's a bargain. That's three quid. Oh, it's four quid postage. Yeah, yeah I won't bother. <laughs> yeah. yeah, kind of thing. Um, but I mean, the self-marketing thing is difficult. Because yeah. how do you stand out on Facebook anymore without paying for an ad that's just going to get you a lot of bot likes? Yeah, and I'm kind it's of selling like places a, take posters anymore. When you're on a podcast or something like that, or you're a reviewer, you're kind of depending on your personality a bit. People like you to buy it sometimes, yeah. and I, like, you know, they don't that's like my, that sort of thing. Yeah, asshole. <laughs> yeah, and no, I mean, I mean, I'm an obviously a completely, you know, grumpy old bastard. So you know, people think they know what they're getting with it. You know, sort of, it's a weird one, is it? Yeah. I mean, it'd be awesome to walk into a comic shop and instead of posters of the DC comics or the Marvel comics that came out months ago, they've just got a wall of posters for small press indie comics. Yeah. yeah. I mean, but... I, said this, I said this to someone when we, the awesome comics anthology, when we released the first one, someone said, oh, how did you manage to sell so many? And we did almost 100 in a day, you know. And I said, um, oh, because we've got a podcast. Yeah, because yeah, we've had a podcast for the last three years. That's what I'm saying with like the Kickstarters yeah. and that. People have built that Kickstarter audience. It's like, yeah. why aren't they utilizing it outside of... Because is that the other problem, is that people are buying them on Kickstarter and not looking them at the cons anymore. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. it's It'd be nice to find that balance of, oh, I launched that one on Kickstarter. I'll try this one the old-fashioned way. There's a lot of there's a lot of product at conventions now though, isn't there? In the there old is. days of um, um, not even UCAC, there's very little at UCAC, but the old days of um, Bristol, yeah. there was maybe ten people there selling their comics, you know, and you would get you'd get people come round and people would buy them. But there's so much you only had to look at Thought Bubble Tom, didn't you? There was so much stuff there, man. There was, yeah. From it was it was a it was a competition to choose what product, you know. It really was. It was very overwhelming as well. If if you were sort of Joe Punter just coming into that, and just lines and lines of those people, it was just like, whoa, where'd I start? You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. yeah. And yeah. each one of them are just they're they're either sitting there or they're they're shilling behind the table, and it's just oh, it's it's a bit much to be yeah. to be fair. As as much as much as it was great being there and getting the atmosphere and everything, I did at times think. Like, what if I was just somebody who had nothing to do with this whatsoever and didn't know anything about this and came into this straight away? It'd be yeah. really daunting, you know what I mean? And yeah. and then to think about it on a scale of like an MCM or something like that as well, it'd just be really scary, to be fair. This... Yeah, I mean, that's my life now. It's, it's standing yeah. behind those tables, isn't it? Yeah. Right, it completely is. Yeah. yeah. You should do next year, Stu. You should come along, man. It was a good laugh. To what? Thought bubble? Yeah, yeah. I'm hoping I've got that weekend off unless they move weekends again. Right. 
because this is the trouble with I think we're the exception to the rule with Condonau is that we always pick the same weekend. Right, okay. Yeah, they and do this is a big problem a with cons. They keep fucking moving around. <laughs> yeah, we had a really busy um, October, November. It was just f- frighteningly busy. I barely had a day off. Well, I have to yeah. book my holidays a year in advance. Right, okay. Through my job, so I can't guarantee that I'll get that weekend. So I could, or best I can do is aim for that weekend that they held at the previous year and hope yeah. it's the same or it falls on one of my natural weekends off kind of thing. Yeah, yeah. And then... Okay. Which makes it a bit tricky, which is another thing that, you know, makes doing books that you plan to sell at cons difficult when you can't get to half the cons. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. But especially yeah. when they will happen so close together. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's, I mean, it has been a good year of conventions, though. I have to say, I've really, I've really, I've really had a blast this year at conventions. I, I sort of chanced my arm and did a few different ones. Like I went and did Edinburgh um, and a couple of different sort of events. And I'm probably going to do Oldham this year. I fancy doing that just to yeah. see what it's like. Yeah, Oldham and, sounds great. Yeah, and um, I've had a, I've, I've really seen each side of it, and I did Mac Power this year as a, as a sort of newbie, and that was a lovely sort of social one. Um, yeah, there's, there's been a few, and I've, fortunately, Nobra have given me that latitude to do to travel about a bit and see what's going to be worth doing next year. So we did a bit of that, you know. Yeah. Um, but yes, um, it's been a good year for conventions for me. I've, I've really, really stretched it and really found some interesting people and some nice little communities. And I've got to say, mate, um, the north of the wall, um, the people's Republic of Scotland, is um, by far the most um, welcoming comics community I've found so far. Yeah, right. I genuinely think that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah, that that event in Dundee we went to, we had a blast, didn't we? We had a nice little wander around and then uh, yeah. and yeah, you did Glasgow as well. And it's, it's, there's a lot of there's a lot of good people who are all of whom are in it to win it together up there. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's the way it should be. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, so, yeah. well, we're sort of on it. What are your feelings on the prices of comics? Well, I mean, because I mean that's pretty... always a tricky thing with me. When I did my two, I met well, you know, Tony, because I messaged you, kind of like you know, do you think this is a fair price? Yeah, I mean, I I had three things I was going to open with tonight that are the obvious things that I'd like to change next year um, is more comics and news agents and supermarkets, more kids comics, yes. and something. Please, can we slow down on the price because the price yeah. is rising exponentially? Yeah, yeah I mean zines in particular there's a couple of zines that i'm like i'd really like to get that oh it's seven quid mm. it's like no <laughs> yeah it's it's really scary i've, I've genuinely been put off by a lot of comics this past year um purely on price yeah yeah 100 percent. yeah yeah and it's um you know none of us are millionaires we can't you know afford to no. buy everything yeah no, 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 and I mean it's easy to look at price and be like, if I charge a fiver for that, if I sell a hundred, that's five hundred quid. The print was this, that's like four hundred quid profit, for example, kind of thing. Yeah, you can tell people are being greedy. But yes, it, you you've kind of got to look at it as like, you know, well, I'll probably realistically sell ten if I'm lucky. That's fifty quid. Whereas if I marked it down to, because yeah. I know the general rule is that you take the production cost and then double it, don't you? Right. Okay. So if it costs you two pound fifty per book to get it printed, you charge a fiver for it. I really do not even want to tell you how much the Hall Chronicles cost me. So yeah. I mean, I, yeah, I've taken a bath on well everything. Yeah. <laughs> Tales we've taken a bath on. Um, the robot I took a bath on. Jason Isaacs. Well, I mean that was only seventeen quid to get all those printed, but I still. I mean, I, I came to money. I came to money and I decided that's what I was going to do with the money to make this comic that I'd wanted to make. You know, yeah. so that's that's yeah. what I did it. And, yeah. and that's. You know, the right reason for doing it to be honest mm. and yep. the way i look at it is that eventually over time i would gradually recoup that cost 
it might take me 20 fucking years, but... Yeah. I mean, we made our money back on the anthology. We we made our money back and a little bit more on that, and then it paid for, like, a curry or something. You know, it's that sort of thing. You've got to look to those revenue streams, though, haven't you? You've got to look to sort of Comic House and putting it elsewhere. I think you... I really think you have to. Well, yeah, I think I made more money from the last Comic House thing I got from people reading it on there than Mm. I did from the ones I saw. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. That might be a slight over-exaggeration, but... But, Do you I think mean, are you gonna are you gonna stick something out this way this year, Tom? I know you've done a little bit of writing, haven't you? It's what's your plans, man? I, I can well see you putting stuff out. Yeah, well, uh, <laughs> so I was gonna I've... do a zombie one, but <laughs> <laughs> a zombie one with a cough in it. Oh, fuck. Um, <laughs> no, I um, yeah, I have written some stuff down. Um, I have been kind of percolating on some stories and stuff. But as as I always as I've been saying to a lot of different folks as well, I'm in no rush whatsoever. So I'm not. As as much as I would love to just go and you know start cracking something out and all this kind of stuff, I'd rather it was good. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. So I, I'm just going to take my time over it. I, do you know I would love to, um, but I've also got the whole thing of I'm you know I'm I'm saving for a house this year. So I was meant yeah. to be saving for a house last year, but um, <laughs> but uh, I I fucked up. Um, but yeah, so you know real life kind of gets in the way sometimes the stuff like that and in the best ways you know but yeah. it's um i mean the yeah, central all... character of my new comic is tom sadaka yeah. <laughs> <laughs> i'd read that yeah. um, <laughs> i think as well but, um, in life, if it feels like it's not fun to do don't do it yeah well i do you know what? i i did that this year with um inktober i was doing the inktober sketches with the dogs and then I found myself getting like really wrapped up in, oh, I've got to get one out, I've got to get one out. And I thought, no, fuck this. Like, no, I'm not doing that to myself. It's meant to be fun. I'm meant yeah. to be enjoying this. And now it's actually becoming a task. So when I went to sit down and go and do more, I went, no, forget it. I'm done. Like I've, I've done that where I was sitting up till three o'clock in the morning just to get a sketch timber or inktober picture out. Yeah. Just so just... that I'd done it kind of thing. Yeah, it's just ridiculous putting yourself through that kind <laughs> of stuff. It's such a hollow victory at the end of the day. Yeah. <laughs> you do it and then you put it out and you go, oh, for fuck's sake. Like, I've literally just done this for other people, nothing for myself, you know? Yeah, I get you. Yeah, and yeah. it's kind of, I, I kind of feel like that with, like, if I'm going to put something out, I want to put it out for myself and not really for anybody else kind of thing. Okay, for other people to enjoy it or whatever, but. I really, at the end of the day, want to put out something that I'm happy with and put out. But yeah, you, you're right, Tony. I have been kind of just jotting stuff down recently and kind of getting a bit more serious about it as well, yeah. and and writing stuff out. So yeah, I mean, I'm, I wouldn't solidly say like I'll put something out this year, but if it happens, it, it'll happen. You know what I mean? Yeah, I think as well as the editorial work you've been doing has a creative element to it. I mean, yeah. you, know, you sent me a few of the notes that you've you've sent onwards around books and stuff, and I, there's definitely a creative element to that, man. Yeah, so, yeah, 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 yeah. Um, yeah, I just, I, I, I just kind of feel funny about that, just on the basis that obviously it's somebody else's work, but I do see where you're coming from, definitely, in the fact that you're giving points of how the story flows and stuff like that. And yeah. you know, maybe this character doesn't go here. It doesn't really make any sense and stuff like that. And you're given dialogue points and stuff. So yeah, I, I, I get it. But you know, there's that whole Im- imposter syndrome thing of like, you just feel <laughs> like the person kind of giving orders sort of thing. And you're like, no, I feel a bit dodgy on that. <laughs> nah, I think it's, it's another eye, isn't it? It's an eye to detail and a fresh eye sometimes. I think yeah. is what you need. You yeah. Know? Yeah, I, yeah. Okay. I think it's easy to overlook the creative input of an editor. 
Hmm. Yeah. One hundred percent. I mean, when you did that episode of the ACP with like, Hugo the editor, Boy. I, yeah, yeah. Um, you kind of don't appreciate how much an editor actually does. <laughs> and you yeah. read some books, and you're kind of like, yeah, that editor didn't do much. But, <laughs> yeah, but yeah, it's one of those things you you either notice that the editor didn't do much, or they did it so well you don't notice them at all. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's the idea, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. I think so. Kind yeah, of, it's like, kind of like, a thankless um, job, isn't it? Yeah, I kind of liked. Um, used to used to know the editors, didn't you, at Marvel and DC? They were they were yeah. characters, and you know, because you used to have the letters page, page didn't you? Yeah, that's yeah, why yeah. I was gravitated towards Mike Carlin because of the letter pages in the Superman comics. Yeah, yeah, yeah. you ain't got to look at Jim Shooter. That was yeah. a time. That was a time <laughs> and a half. Yeah, but um, but yeah, if you if you do you know what if you're going on something like that, yeah, then technically I do have something coming out uh, next year. If that's the case, then yeah, that makes sense. No, oh, you do, don't you? Yyeah, technically, yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, but yeah, that, but in that, um, that was kind of. It started off in a way that I was just kind of coming on board and giving my points. And to be fair, the way that we've kind of worked together on it, it has kind of become a sort of almost collaborative effort. More so, obviously, for the the writer and artist, like they, it's their yeah. baby at the end of the day. But it has kind of become a, a collaboration, and we've got a good relationship going on in that sense. So yeah, yeah, in that sense, yeah. 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 Do you know what? I, I just always forget that I'm I'm editing stuff now. <laughs> yeah, I know. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> to be fair, yeah, because it's just it's just a part of getting on with it and and yeah. doing it that you kind of almost forget. So and it's almost yeah. a daily thing. I think I speak to Aaron nearly every day about it. Yeah, yeah same. Like yeah, yeah. It's a bit like that, you know. Yeah, yeah. He just messaged me by the way to say that Accident Man is on Sky Cinema. So he's going to watch it. Oh, now. is it? Oh, nice. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> cool. But, I mean, I think the advantage of the position we're in is that nobody's expecting or waiting for anything from us. Not in any great, you know, pressure demand kind of thing. So you've got all the time in the world. Speak for yourself. Yeah. No, I'm joking. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. All right, with one exception. <laughs> but, but no, they're not. It's not like, you know, you've really got to get issue six of this out. Yeah, no, yeah. Yeah, you know, got you just got to not care what people think, my friend. That's where I fall. Yeah, yeah, exactly, exactly. Yeah, it's not interesting, is it? No, the minute you start stressing out about it is when it becomes less fun and it becomes uninteresting to yourself. So you're as well just doing things at your own pace and just cracking on with it the way you see fit, and people, everybody else will kind of follow along with it. And if they don't, then fuck it. You know what I mean? It's good, it's good to me a misanthrope, isn't it? You can tell everyone. Yeah, it helps. <laughs> It's always been my rule with it that I'll do it until it either stops being fun or it gets in the way of the stuff that really matters, kind of yeah. thing. Yeah, yeah, totally. Well, we're lifers, aren't we? We're comics lifers. We'll never leave yeah. it. We'll, well, yeah, I mean, we'll be there screaming at people. Even if true, <laughs> I wouldn't disappear from comics. Yeah, exactly. I'd, I'd still be that annoying twat that's on the outside skirts, kind of thing. Yeah, we, we say that, me and Vince and Dan say that when people stop listening, we'll still be phoning each other and shouting at each other about comics. <laughs> yeah. Well, it was so much of my life before. Yeah. Sort of got yeah. involved in the scene kind of thing in whatever yeah, yeah. capacity. I mean, it's 46 yeah. years for me now. Yeah. 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 It's, yeah, it's got 20-odd for me. So. Yeah. You're a lot younger than me, though. Well, you? no. Yeah. So, I, I have that useful <laughs> inexperience on my side. <laughs> on and the downside, it means I'm a 90s comics kid. <laughs> where is Jason Orange? We're all concerned. <laughs> I mean, who isn't? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Probably not Jason Orange. He's like, I'm fine. Just fuck off. Yeah, living on my farm. I'm a millionaire. Leave me alone. 
it sounds like it honestly sounds like a title of a comic to be honest where is jason orange oh one for you <laughs> dibs <laughs> collaboration with my good lady wife but, so you're um so you're working specifically for jason's now yeah is that yeah, how it works? Yeah. <laughs> i'm working through all the famous jasons <laughs> isaac schwartzman orange we'll just keep going <laughs> jason <laughs> Bateman. Rez. yeah <laughs> priestly that's my big one <laughs> but well i suppose you know before we go too much back onto the positive side one of my things i'd like to see changed and it's possibly because we're hip deep in award season is less focus on awards yeah okay yeah yeah okay. Um, i get the importance of them and it's why i have no interest in nerds who publish himself publishing other people's books because you need to sort of push them forward and it's not fair on a creator to not do it because you're against awards but i've i don't know it's just i wrote a big diatribe about it about a year and a bit ago about how i don't think there's the base of people voting for these awards anymore anymore no. and i don't i don't think there's the depth of knowledge of the people creating these lists that i trust them enough to be coming up with stuff even the eisners yeah yeah, yeah. I don't, I just, it used to be where it was like you know probably millions of comics fans and you know we, there was these books you know i don't know books coming out electro assassin or something and you're thinking yeah you know and now it's just like stuff like oh really yeah you know, just really it's so subjective anyway but i think i mean i said before we started this whole system of my vote my books on a short list vote for me that's nonsense it's, it's not an accurate system yeah. of telling you whether a book's good or not it's the, yeah. you know i've got more mates or my mates have got more mates who also did it for me or i just stood in the street getting people to click vote on their phone yeah. or whatever and you know i'm not saying there aren't people who genuinely win by that way because people genuinely love the book kind of thing but i've taken great pleasure in never voting for myself I, i'm, I don't I'm over the moon that that's the case i don't vote for anybody yeah <laughs> i just i'm just I'm not into the voting thing, and I'm aware I was. You know, it sounds like somebody who's bitter because he's never nominated for anything. But yeah, but and I to mean, be fair, we... on the one occasion we were nominated for something, I asked for our nomination to be taken off. All right, All I, right. Just, I wasn't into it. I can't bitch about it. I'm very much of the George C. Scott approach to things. Of I do it because I love it, not because I want to get a fucking prize that I can put a sticker on it, kind of thing. Right. Yeah. And um, you know, and it's like. I mean, I've only been, Troop's only been nominated for one thing, and that was the thing I asked for us not to be, you know, for us just to be taken off. Yeah. It was the sex awards. It was the sex awards. <laughs> no, no, I want that. Yeah. That's the one award I do want. <laughs> Weirdest face during orgasm. I want to win that one. <laughs> no, I've got you beat there, mate. <laughs> Challenge accepted. Yeah. You're bringing out the big guns. You're bringing out Sadaka. <laughs> We need Sadaka. I've got an ugly boss. It's fine. <laughs> but, um, no, I, I think it spreads more negativity that, than positivity anyway. Did I ever tell you the orgasm story quickly? Because this is a little bit off this line. I went on holiday with my best friend. And uh, we both went with our girlfriends at the time. And we were like 18 or something. And um, we were in this sort of villa stroke shitty place in... I don't remember where we were now. Crete, I think it was. Mm. And we had an agreement where um, he would shout a name out. And I would shout a name out at the point of no, no, no return during sex <laughs> yeah. we both we had like a door between our rooms it was like one of those cowboy saloon doors you know like <laughs> and um i can hear him at it and i'm at it and uh and all i heard him shout was tom baker like this <laughs> and uh and i started laughing so much i had to stop 
And all I was with was like kidney punching me because she knew what we'd done. <laughs> I was going to shout William Shatner and we'd not agreed what we were going to shout. Tom Speaker. Yeah. Oh, amazing. Yeah. Oh, um, See, I have a similar thing where I shout Dan Butcher. <laughs> <laughs> but that's that not a challenge for mate. He gets that a lot. Yeah. <laughs> but no, I mean, I don't know. It could just be me being grumpy old bastard. I just find awards seem to be have more of a negative effect than a positive. Do you know what, man? I think it just depends on how you approach it. I'm I'm actually I'm actually quite a big fan of awards and countdown lists, but not because of like you know there's winners and losers and all that kind of jazz. I just like seeing either what people like what the majority go for or what this person thinks is uh, like a, a top 10 or 20 or whatever. Yeah. I just like seeing people's interpretations on it. Not to see like, not to be like, oh, it justifies that being in that position or anything like that. I just like to see what people think and where people rank things. Um, it's maybe like the sort of high fidelity effect of, you know, top fives or whatever, but yeah. it's, it's okay. that kind of thing. But I, I grew up on you know, watching the fucking MTV awards and all that kind of jazz and and that kind of... It's maybe just because I, I've sort of had that in my, my lexicon kind it's of thing. It's weird because I'm, I, like, I like watching... I like looking at sales charts. Right. That's a weird one, isn't it? So I like to see that my books, you know, the books that I like are doing well enough. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Keep going. But that's, that's based but... on something solid. Yeah, it's also I a bit like... And I mean, charts, I'm aware of that I'm saying know, this is some... Music charts, you know. Yeah, what I'm that, saying that, this is somebody well. for the last 20 years who sat up every night and watched the fucking Oscars, even though I've got no yeah. interest in it. It's just I become just, a habit now. But... I, know, I, know, I know we're not talking about it, but I sat up, I sat up and watched the election. I just find that kind of thing a little bit addictive. Yeah, yeah. but it's, it's maybe it's maybe that whole. To be fair, it's that whole kind of top 40 and top of the pops kind of thing as well. You know, you're counting down with it and watching it. You're getting closer and closer to the song that you think is going to be number one or whatever. It's yeah. that same kind of thing. I think where... my problem is I've lost faith in the people creating these lists. Yes. I think I think they're be- they're becoming too niche, and they're becoming there's so much product out there. Yeah. Um, I think um, nobody can read it all, and I think um, you can tell you can almost tell who's voting and writing which bit sometimes. I think if there was a like the Eagle Awards used to be a huge thing, you know, in the UK, yeah. and that was I found that much more interesting. Um, maybe the Ink Pot Awards. Or you know, there's there's a few that you you watch and you think, oh, okay, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, things like the like music charts and that though it was it was based on sales. Yeah, yeah, it was. Yeah, like yeah, I say, yeah. my issue is the voting ones, and I think if you run an awards, you shouldn't put anything you've created in those awards. <laughs> All right, okay. That, that's a that's a tricky thing that sort of come up a couple of times this past year without naming yeah. names, and um. I don't know. I think certain people feel entitled. Yeah, I went to, to an award ceremony on recently. That list every year, or I went to an award thing well, about six months ago, and there was one graphic novel had one per one book in its category. Thought, <laughs> how many people have voted for that? Jesus, and it's still lost to Avengers Endgame. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, I like I say, I mean, awards have a place. I just don't think. I think there's a better way of doing it. Yeah. I mean, yeah. even these lists, I'd quite like to see them more as a not specific, this is my 
20 this is my number one position but these are the 20 books i dug I this like, year I'm gonna i like write about things them. where they get creators and I, I did a thing a couple of years running it down the tubes where i asked everyone i'd interviewed or reviewed that year to give me their three favorite books and i kind of like that I yeah think. yeah i like that just to see because it opens your eyes up to new books sometimes yeah um and you also get you also gather some of their influences and stuff you know sometimes yeah, yeah I, like, I like that yeah, yeah. We're doing a bit of that advertising the Awesome Comics podcast. We're doing a bit of that at the moment. Go to our Twitter. Yeah. <laughs> well, that's a re- and I'm more inclined to pick up a book because it was on somebody's recommended list or a creator I liked had it in their three of the year kind of thing than I am yeah. that, oh, this won the best comic of the year in the blah, blah, blah awards kind of thing. Yeah, it's a weird one, isn't it? I don't, it's the different kinds of awards, I suppose, isn't there? There's different kinds of stuff. Yeah. yeah. Uh, all right, I think a bit like reviews, we should maybe put creators should maybe need to start putting less stock in them. Because I think there's some books that are created purely with in mind that, you know, oh, this could be an award winner. It's, sometimes it's the stuff I haven't heard of that I see in awards. For example, stuff like, you know, books on comics or yeah. um, or um, new collected editions and stuff. And I think, oh, I've never seen that Peanuts collected edition or, you yeah. know, or they've done a new a new binding of Love and Rockets or something. You know, and I think, oh, OK, I didn't realise they'd done that. I'll have a look for that. Yeah, we did a we did a, a, an episode on the Eisners one year and that was actually what we were saying as we were going through it. We were going, oh, God, I've never seen that. Oh, I've not seen that, you know. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. Oh, I yeah. didn't know that had come out this year as opposed to next yeah. year or whatever, you know. Yeah, no, so, yeah, you're right. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. What else, what else you got, Stu Pot? You got a? Did you say you had a more positive one there for a second? Um, I mean, there's just a couple of general positive ones. Um, I'd like to see more comic events happening throughout the UK, and I don't mean cons. I mean like workshops, talks, yes. that sort of thing. Yeah, good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. I think yeah. maybe get more stuff in libraries. These it's something I want to look at here, whether we to. can start getting... I'd quite like to get people who are tabling at cons to maybe donate one of their books each that I can see if I can get into the local library. Okay. Yeah, yeah. So oh, it's nice. just there in the library for people to sort of discover. But I'm not sure I need to speak to the library and that, and then find out whether people will be up for doing that kind of thing. Well, yeah. libraries, libraries need to kind of embrace comics a bit more as well. I think, I mean, I think they need to embrace stuff that's being, that is homegrown. Well, it's... It's it's that whole thing. If you go into if you go into a library, they'll have like a, a book of the month or a book of the week or something like that. Never ever ever in the entirety I've been going to the library has there been you know a comic in that book of the month or the week right. or whatever. And I think yet, it has a couple of times around here, but it's when there's been a film to go with it kind of thing. So it's like the right. darks, not dark nights out. So killing jokes, the book of the month kind of thing. Yeah, or whatever. yeah, yeah. But it's it's. It's odd. I've heard from a lot of people that there is a certain people within their library that make sure that there is a constant stream of new um, comics that aren't necessarily just Marvel and DC. They get them as well, obviously. Yeah. But they've, they've, they've got like everything and they're getting a good a good stream in. And I, I see that in mine. I mean, that's how I discovered Dead Endia this year was because somebody had just so happened to get it into the library and stuff. Oh, okay, good. Which yeah, was yeah. great. But you then don't see that stuff appearing in like the the book of the week of the month or they don't even end up in like the you know the kids reads or anything like that you don't see like tintin or asterix or anything sitting there as like highlighted for the month or anything like nothing yeah it's always fucking harry potter or some sort of john grisham bullshit you know what i mean <laughs> um and i'm just sitting going fucking like they just they don't embrace it at all 
Um, yeah. And yet it's it's such a large part. Um, I mean, I went into my local library and asked them, um, do you think if you place the comics in a different area of the library, they would be picked up more? And they just sort of blew me off. Like, no. Nah. Like, they don't have a clue. Like, they didn't, they didn't have a clue about them at all. I'm like, you know, it's just a tiny little rack that's shoved at the back of the the library nobody's going to even see them they're like yeah well nobody looks at them anyway i'm like that's because they're fucking out of the way you know what i mean right see i think that's where libraries shoot themselves in the foot a bit yeah they're almost so set in their ways yep that it's like you know they'll embrace new novels but they won't embrace new forms of telling people to be quiet i hate (laughs) wankers (laughs) (laughs) honestly absolutely you can't do that in here Why have you got an erotic section then? Yeah. <laughs> Why have you got a computer here then? So anyway, I'm not allowed in library. <laughs> <laughs> I always look at porn in the library with the one that faces the window, never the one that. <laughs> oh man. But no, it'd just be it'd be a nice idea whether it'd work or not, or you know, even have any impact, just to get a short box together of. Yeah, a yeah. comic from each of the people trading at a con. Yeah. To just get it into a library kind of thing. Like I say, whether that is one of those things that, you know, might sound great in theory but not work. Yeah. I'd never been banned it... from a library. Now, if I got my new comic in there, they'd definitely ban me. <laughs> <laughs> has well, I think you need to make it, have it split into two clear things. You know, this is all ages. This is very much not. <laughs> yeah, this is real perverts. And this, and this final box includes a comic that's got the line, don't get blood on my cock again. <laughs> <laughs> but i i think then we need to i mean i've said before the great thing about going to somewhere like france and that is you get off the train or whatever and in the train station is a window filled with fucking comics mm. it's like yeah. they really embrace it and i think it's such a great creative outlet it's one of the most exciting things for storytelling at the moment yeah beyond that's film it. beyond books beyond all of that there's it's, genuinely exciting stuff happening in comics it's massively accessible and people just don't realize how accessible it is until they get one in their hands and actually fully have a look but nobody will do that if it's not there for them to do it you know what i mean if, it, if you can't see it, it it's, yeah. it's that thing about it was a conversation a while ago about should the crime comics be racked with the crime novels in waterstones kind of thing yeah yeah, yeah. And it's like, yes, they should, but you also still need to have one in the comic section as well. Yeah. yeah. There's was, there was a big... a big Which requires big them to have up. two copies of each book kind of thing at which, all times. Yeah, which they're not going to do at all. Although I was quite I was quite um, warm to see that my my local Waterstones, at least, and Edinburgh, when I was up there, kind of have um, put their comics on display a bit more. There was okay. a, 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 a big, massive new display had been bought in specifically for them, so it was sitting sort of right in smack bang in the middle of the floor when you went in, which was great. Nice. Um, the alternative to putting them in those sections is to have, you know, like they have the things on the pillars or the gaps in the bookcases. Where yeah, yeah, some yeah. Books, some future books is to put, like, you know, the Parker graphic novels. Yes. Mm. With the crime books, not actually in the A to Z section, but just as a separate thing of, like, you know... Did you know this was also a crime thing? <laughs> yeah, yeah. For no, example, yeah, yeah. But then I I saw that for years that people used to sneak like say, well before the films or anything came out, people used to sneak like Civil War and stuff onto your sort of bestsellers of of the month or whatever. You know, your yeah. your G 
cheapos at the front and that. But they never they never usually went because they're just so drowned out with everything else that's there. You know what I mean? They've only stuck to putting one book on it. It's just going to get drowned out with all your Grishams and Lee Childs and shit. You know. I think the trouble yeah. is is that you're trying to attract an audience that's now set in a certain mindset. You're not focusing on the next audience. Yeah. I'd like to see more kids' comics. You know, squarely aimed at kids kind of thing. Yeah. You know, adults can read them. That's cool, but... But that's what that's what comics used to be, especially like Marvel and DC and everything. They were for everyone. You know, they weren't just for kids. They weren't just for adults or whatever. Whereas it seems to be too focused now. It seems to be... It's just, it's just for this, you know, there's going to be a lot of blood and gore in this or it's going to be really tweeny and... That's why 2008 was successful because it, it spoke above their reading sort of, you know, limit, I suppose. Yeah. Put it that way because it was that i mean as a kid i started reading 2008 it scared the shit out of me yeah, yeah same with me yeah yeah <laughs> still does sometimes yeah yeah. <laughs> yeah but i don't know i think it's finding that balance i think yeah it's finding a way to hit that new younger audience yeah i mean fuck it maybe even trying to get books in comic books into schools i've always said that people who've got kid focused books should start having tables at school fairs you probably won't okay. sell that much, but it's generally like a tenner a table. If it's your local school anyway, it's not going to cost you anything in travel. Yeah, the it's um, potentially worth the punt. Making comics yeah. for Springworth, I can see doing well. Yeah, it was, yeah I mean, the only thing yeah. we're doing it in school is that you need to adjust your price. So a book you maybe sell for a fiver at a comic con. If you're at a school fair, you potentially need to look at maybe knocking that down to like three quid or something. Mm. Yeah, there's a lot of comic creators who aren't allowed near schools, though. To be fair, so. <laughs> <laughs> but. Speaking from experience, there. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Fifty yards, I've got to be. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, I mean, I'd like to see that. I'd like to see more positivity about comics. It's very easy to have a defeatist attitude. Yeah. There was a period where people were suggesting ways you could do it, and there was always somebody who would come on, a particular person in several cases, who'd be like, "Yeah, we tried that like ten years ago, and nothing happened with it." Yeah, it's like, that's cool. That was ten years ago, and yeah. also. It doesn't mean we shouldn't try doing it from a different angle now. I've, I've found that when I was speaking to somebody about um, how to maybe get more comics into supermarkets and everything and making it more accessible, it was just like straight put downs. Yeah, like, right away. Yeah, there was. We the, work. The, we work through the distributor system now, don't we? Where you've got to go through someone to get that yeah. sort of thing done. Yeah, That's yeah. it. If you want to get your book in Smiths, it costs you X amount, doesn't it, before it even hits yeah. the shelf? Yep. But nobody's even but nobody's even challenging it. Nobody's asking and nobody's sort of saying, Oh, why is this what it is? They're they're just hearing that roadblock straight away and going, Oh well, that's it fucked. There's yeah. no negotiation, there's no further talk after that. There's you know, it's just that's what it is, end of story. Nobody's actually going forward with it and sort of saying, Well, come on, let's have a bit of compromise here or anything well, like cause, that. It's because we don't even have the discussion anymore. It's because no. somebody will literally come in and be like, Yeah, that won't work. That's a fucking stupid idea. And like, yeah, all right, sorry. <laughs> I'm sorry, I spoke. I mean, they're not that harsh in most cases. But... But it can be, but Yeah, they can be. <laughs> you just have to you just have to fucking drown them out and go, Yeah, fair play, mate, whatever. I mean and just crack on. If you looked at it, if you put the idea of doing a Comic Con out there it's it's a stupid fucking idea <laughs> it's like cause there's so many things that can go wrong yeah or even just you know creating a comic and putting it out there if your sole thing is to make money from it or for it to be successful in x way yeah yeah you'd never do it 
at a certain point, you're just out to be like, I truly believe in this. I'm going to take a punt on it. Yeah, totally. And again, as long as that punt isn't going to ruin your life or your family's <laughs> life, <laughs> it's worth the risk. Yeah. I think it's like, I mean, I don't know how we get potentially doing like pop-up Comic-Cons in shopping centres. Not advertising them as Comic-Cons, just popping well, Demon, up. Demon Con in Maidstone did that, didn't they? Demon Con was like that. Yeah, I mean, uh, we was it? in the Gloucester yeah. Shopping Centre upstairs, but because we were upstairs, nobody really, we had no real pass in trade. We needed to be downstairs, really. Yeah. And possibly should have curated some of the things we had there differently. Right. But. Yeah. Okay. But yeah, I mean, do you, I don't know, I imagine a big shopping centre would charge a lot of money for the space. So it's then how do you sell, because how do you cover the cost of that kind of thing? Yeah. It's because uh... it's valuable retail space for them for people to have their fucking stand with whatever you know car insurance or whatever. Yeah, we buy any car. That's it. <laughs> but yeah. I mean, there's ways. It's just getting enough people behind it and excited about the idea. I'm going to table it erotica this year. Nice. Do you want to come with me? Yeah, why not? Yeah. <laughs> what did you mean, Tom, or both of us? Are we both we both come. Both come along. Who has to bring the milkshake? I'll definitely yeah. come. My milkshake brings all the boys to the yard. <laughs> That's got oh, a whole new meaning now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That needs to be on your business cards. Yeah. <laughs> would you like a copy of this comic or would you like to do a Tommy Tank in this milkshake? <laughs> what flavour is it? <laughs> Cream in your coffee, sir? Or are you thinking about drinking it? But... On, a, um... Um, on a bit of a completely different note... Um... <laughs> Uh, is there any um, is there any particular creators or anything that you can think yes. of that you're looking forward to seeing? I, next I was year? just coming to this. This was yeah. Dan's oh, last question. Oh, okay. I'll, get, I'll I'll do a couple. Exo Man Awards coming back. I'm over the fucking moon. Can't nice. wait to see that. I love that series. Um, and I'm absolutely loving the X Men books at the moment. Yeah, tearing through them. Hickman's a fucking genius. It's like he's basically walked into Marvel, showed everyone how to write, and walked out again. And he's right. The, the main X-Men series is brilliant. Absolutely brilliant. I'm loving it with Linnell Yu. And there's some great stuff going on. Yeah. Nice. That's, that's a couple of mine. About you guys. I mean, um, I really enjoyed Bendis' run on Superman. I've fallen a few issues behind, like I said earlier, kind of thing. Yeah. Um, uh, I've quite liked some of the... Um, fuck, it's gone. The DC Black Label, I've liked the idea of some of them, but then they've kind of fucked it in the delivery. Yeah, I bought right. Batman one of that today, actually. The yeah. Batman Last Night on Earth. <clears throat> right. The first issue that, that is superb, yeah. and it could have done with just ending there. The second issue's good, and I've not read the third yet, because it's only just come out. I think it came out, comes out tomorrow. Right. Um, I've got the, um, the Raphael Grandpa Frank Miller book today um, to read. It looks, it looks good. I've see, played. I don't touch anything Frank Miller anymore, unfortunately. But... All right. <laughs> I'll tell you what I recommend for me is um, the uh, Matt Wagner, Brennan Wagner, Grendel book at the moment. Fucking oh, right. mate. Oh, my God. Yeah. I mean, Matt Wagner can do no wrong for me. And Brennan's right. his son who colours him. And uh, and he's a bit of a pal of mine. And he, they are just amazing. If, you, if you're looking for a back issue, go and buy Mage. It's just the most incredible series. Yeah. And the Grendel thing is just, it's like reading um, something out of a heavy metal magazine. It's beautiful. Mm-hmm. Yeah, awesome. But, um, I really like that Star Blazer 
The reprint. Thing, is it a reprint that one? Is it a new a reprint, story? Yes. Yeah, no, yeah. it's two old stories put together. I quite like to see him do more of those. It's right, a shame okay. it's oversized because I always quite like the original size. It doesn't quite feel like the glory days of Starblazer. Yeah, I, I thought it, it was. But... I thought it was a new thing. No, there's reprints of two old stories. Ah, right. Mm. Yeah, I didn't. Know I'm that. sure it is. You got me doubting it now, but. I'm... <laughs> <laughs> but. But no, I'm sure it's two older ones. Right. Okay. But. Hang on. What about you, Tom? Something you're, you're looking forward to, man. You got a bit of a list, haven't you? Yeah, I do. Um, just mainly because um, there's loads of folk. I, I genuinely like. I'm, I'm excited to see them put out new stuff, and I know yeah. that they're going to put it, put out stuff next year. Like, say John Tucker and Adam Falk. Yeah, like, yeah. Fuck yeah. yeah! Like they're they're just constant. Um, do you know? I've I've noticed that uh, Dimitri Sachs been quite quiet recently. Yeah, he must have. And, I think he's been working on something. He sold, He sent me a couple of things. That's yeah. what I was thinking. He, he must be onto something. So yeah, definitely. But um, I'm looking forward to uh, Christina Chapman as well. Hopefully coming yeah. out with, with something oh, else. Her, and um, the the book that Avery Hill are putting out from Od Pomery. I was talking about the other day. Uh huh. Oh, looks so good. Yeah. 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 Um, Olivia Hicks. Um, I follow along with her. Sarara. Yeah. Um, but. She's also done a comic with her other half called Grand Grand Slam Romance okay. uh, that I was massively into. It was really really good, but that was like kind of that was almost like a first part. Um, so I, I would love to see them do a a, few, a good few extra issues next year okay. with that. Yeah. Um, Sidesy's got another book on the matter on the, on the bubble. I had lunch with Sidesy yesterday. Oh really? And, um, yeah, he's got a bit of dark matter on the way. I think I'm allowed to say oh, that. Nice. Yeah, I like, I like Sidesy stuff. He's he's a good writer, Sidesy. Sidesy's on yeah. my list because he's yeah, not yeah. done many. I've not seen him at many cons that I've been to. Yeah, I've not done Troops for a couple of years, so yeah, yeah. He's, he's on yeah. my hit list for um, <laughs> Troops in Feb yeah. to catch uh, up on some stuff I missed. That Starblazer is reprints. Is it? Is right. Okay. okay. Yeah. Right. Okay. Um, the wine and zine lot. There seems to be a lot of, yeah. sort of chatter of them doing extra stuff. I know Claire Spellers working on something just now. Um, I've seen a couple of sketches that just popped up online and stuff, which is looking awesome. Um, do you know? I, do you know who I would love to see make a comeback next year? Is um, Steve Tillotson? Oh yeah, yeah. I haven't seen anything from him in ages. He's an old, he's an old table mate of mine, Steve. Is he? Yeah, yeah. We share share a table at um, Bristol. He's a good. He's a good lad. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I was I've I got the big massive pack that he did of like all his all his stuff and read through it. Um, I'm in one of his books actually. It's the only ever bit of artwork I've had published. He did like an um a book of like single page drawings by people. Uh-huh. It's called something like Banal Pig Portrait or something like that. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I'm in that. Are you? Yeah, yeah. All right. <laughs> yeah. So the, the piece of artwork I did was terrible. But he said, <laughs> "Oh, you're a major to do something," and I sort of hummed and hard and did something that was. Uh, my usual shite. Yeah, it's the only <laughs> bit of artwork I've ever had published, and I'm in mean, that. Yeah, he's a good lad, actually, Steve. Yeah, yeah. yeah. but it's, he just, you know, it was Untitled Ape, and he did a, that um, thing about his little coconut man and the bear and stuff online, yeah, yeah. and then it just kind of, there was just nothing for ages. Yeah, yeah. Um, so I'm kind of hoping he's working away on something. Same way. Uh, Todd Oliver, and now I know he's putting yeah. out strips. I know he's putting out strips um, constantly on like Instagram and stuff, but. I, I would love to see another collection, like a proper collection of stuff, because fuck me, man. It's yeah. just amazing stuff. 
Gareth uh, Brooks as well. Um, I like yeah. Gareth Brooks, and he he does some really really interesting. If he, he keep I keep saying to him, you need to take find an easier style than sewing <laughs> something. You know, yeah. but that that was great. Um, and Dan White as well. I I really like Dan's stuff. Really, yeah. he's got a real skill with a pencil. That geezer. Yeah, yeah, really yeah, good. totally, totally. Yeah. Um, do you know? I'd love to see something new from Derf. Ah, uh, yeah, 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 yeah. I've just it's been bugging me for so long that I've not seen anything since Trashed. I'm kind of like, yeah. oh, come on, fucking hell. So I'm, I'm, I'm just waiting. But loads of these people have all been really quiet. Yeah. And it's just like, you know they've been quiet because there's there's got to be something coming up. You know what I mean? Yeah, man, if you like his stuff, get your nose into some Bob Fingerman. I think you'll dig his stuff. Yeah, I think... They're not I, a million miles apart. I want to say Dave's brought Fingerman Minimum wage on. or something, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, I've got a page of that in front of me. Love, love Bob. Well, Bob's a friend of mine. Oh, do but... you? Yeah, I love it. Minimum Ways is one of my t- top books. It's a reason we're friends. Right, okay. Yeah, because yeah, uh, I saw him in a diner uh, in New York and asked to sit with him and just like told him how much I loved his books and we became friends. And uh, yeah, yeah, yeah and I, he's, he, everyone should have read Minimum Wage. It's the funniest book. Nice. Yeah. Yeah, it's, it's definitely something that, um, that's definitely something that Dave's mentioned before. Yeah. And I, yeah, yeah. I keep meaning to borrow off him, but fucking reading everything else as well. Um, Charles H. Raymond as well. Yeah. Um Rick Jackson. Yeah. Uh, yeah. They, I know they've 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 definitely got stuff coming. They, like these are people that are just putting out stuff all the time anyway. Yeah. 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 Um Tim Bird, Nicole Bates, Vince, even with his um Yeah, I've, I've had a little insight. He's done a pin up for me actually recently, Vince. Looks looks good. Has yeah, he? more and Vanguard, Vanguard rocks. I mean everyone you know, is is such a constant um, sign of quality, Dan's book, Vanguard. Yeah, yeah you yeah. know, and Vince's work. They're both solid, know what they're doing. Yes, class, you know. And uh, oh, I do. We obviously hate them, but uh, <laughs> it's uh, you know what you get with those two geezers. Um, yeah. And the other one is Mr. Hanks. Um, I was so nice so so knocked out, <laughs> so knocked out by the, the book he did for me. You know, which was like I wrote something, and then this like amazingly painted book came back. Yeah. Um, yeah, love his stuff, and he and I are working on something at the moment, and he's doing other things as well. But yeah, I love his sequentials; just so beautiful. Why that isn't in the top ten list this year, I don't know. Not because of me, because of his art, you know. Yeah. <laughs> um, yes, yeah, so, so, <laughs> that's the problem with top ten lists. <laughs> yeah, yeah, well, yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, yeah, aside from that, dude, it's just it's more um, it's more sort of publishers. Oh, uh, Sarah Crosby as well. Oh yeah, yeah. It. Sarah yeah, Crosby, I'd love to see more from her because that, that stir fry from good comics. Yeah, I like that. Had yeah, me in stitches. Good stuff. Absolutely love that. But and yeah, uh, you, you watch out, everyone, because Cumber's coming your way. Cumber's is on yes. his way. Yes. And uh, the pages he's been sending me are just fucking genius. Yeah. 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 Um, yeah aside from that, it's just stuff from publishers. So I'd love to see more of a, definitely more of an output from uh, good comics. And uh, well, Fair Spark's got. Loads of stuff coming up as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, stuff coming up for them, we. Plug, plug, plug. Dan, um, Barnes. <laughs> Dan Barnes is a class act. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah totally, man. Um, and obviously, I'm going to be digging into fantagraphics like there's no tomorrow. Yeah. Um, but that goes without saying, to be honest. I'd love to see more more stuff coming out from Europe comics. I mean, they're coming out all the time anyway. But yeah, you know, there's there's loads of stuff coming, definitely. Yeah, yeah they. I mean, Arena 
is is because of the quality of her comics has become a friend of ours and she she texts us with new books coming up and she is one of these people with just sort of uh, an enthusiasm that just catches on with the yeah. book. I love her stuff. Yeah. 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 That um, yeah. That little interview that you did with her a while back, you can you can tell because she's yes. just you know, yeah. you catch her off guard at one point. She's like, Oh right, and then just fires into something straight away. <laughs> yeah. 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 Oh amazing. Oh, and Enrico Marini's working on a noir book at the moment. Go to his Twitter. Uh, he put an animation. He put a, a video of him, him drawing it today. Anything like that, that geezer, I'll, I'll yeah, you know, I'd beg for. You know, I just love it. You know? Yeah, totally. Yeah, a nice one, nice one. But yeah, um, actually, I mentioned Fantagraphics, but I have to go back because Pacaroca's a lot of Pacaroca's stuff is coming out through Fantagraphics, okay. and it's it's all being translated. Um, but so like they're digging into his back catalogue and translating all of his stuff and bringing it across. Um, so we're going to get the oh, I can't remember what it's called it, it translates out as like the winter of the lost artist or something like that but it's okay. it's a story I think Nando spoke about it on our podcast before um, right. and it's a story not dissimilar to the guys from uh, Marvel and DC going over and making their own company with Image but it's like the 1940s in, in Spain and okay. it's the same kind of the same kind of story of these guys sort of trying to faction off and go on their own, but within that sort of turmoil era in in Spain. Yeah, it's fucking okay. awesome. Oh, nice. so that's been translated. Yeah, big time. But that's I mean, it. And, and the thing about for Greg for Grado, Duncan Fregado is just genius. He's got yeah. such a turn. It's just an amazing book. Anything written by Jerry Duggan, I'm loving at the moment. Um, oh, nice. I, I just think he's really good. That that recent. Punisher Kill Crew is just the most fun you'll have with a comic. You nice. know, it's just really good stuff. Yeah, there's a, there's a lot of good stuff out there all across the board, man. All across. Yeah, the board. yeah, totally. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Awesome. Good. Cool. <laughs> um, we went a while there, Geezer. That was a long we did. one. It was. Yeah. I mean, yeah. This, this, we've got to cram a whole year that hasn't happened yet into. <laughs> yeah. So, but no, cheers for doing this, guys. I really enjoyed it. And, no uh, good stuff, man. No good yeah, stuff. Yeah, good man. And yeah. um like I say, so sort of to end it on a really positive note, what to potential creators out there, 2020 is their year. What's the one piece of advice you'd give them to just get it done? Oh. Yeah. <laughs> um, Doesn't have to be elaborate, just a one word. <laughs> uh, emotional content and be original. They're the two things. Nice. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> Do you know what? I would just say shut yourself off to the noise and just crack yeah. on. Just completely isolate yourself from the noise and just crack on. Don't yeah. pay attention and just keep going. Yeah. Awesome. And yeah, I'd say, yeah, just don't be afraid to just do it. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> just take a risk to experiment, to just put it out there. And, you know, don't get bogged down in expectations just do it because you've got a story to tell not because you expect something from it yeah like say creating it is the thing everything else is the icing on top yeah completely man good but awesome cheers for that guys yeah um and more just boobs. before we go then where can people find you <laughs> <laughs> oh, on, i'll send you some <laughs> uh where can people find you online etc so they can, you know, send you abuse personally or... Go on, Tom. 
Oh, uh, you can find me on Twitter, U-R-A-M-Y-X, Uramix, or you can find me on Instagram and Twitter as that comic smell at that comic smell, and we're on SoundCloud and iTunes and all that kind of jazz as well. Just follow along. I'll probably be spouting some rubbish at some point after everybody stops getting angry about politics. <laughs> yeah, and awards. <laughs> yeah. So you got uh, I love, love the fact that you've got Uramix because I've got Ezo. Yes, yeah. we chose the most ridiculous Twitter things to have, oh, yeah. didn't we? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> with that E Z O H Y Z on Twitter, or look up um, neverindanything.blogspot.com, or look at the Awesome Comics Pod once a week. Okay, awesome. Yeah, I would definitely recommend checking out that comic smell and the Awesome Pod, the creator series you've been running as well, Tom. On I've told you before, but that comic smell is fucking superb. Oh, what Thanks. the one ones that you're doing? Yeah, like yeah. Yeah, 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 I'm really enjoying them. They're great for just getting to know a creator. Yeah, and uh, awesome. I mean, some are controversial. The Jaffa Cake Biscuit thing. <laughs> Jaffa Cake. <laughs> I'm fucking. I'm. I'm. I'm sick of that. picking sparkling water. Jesus. The one about yeah. fucking custard creams had me concerned. I'd said speak to uh, Mr. Tucker about the custard cream. <laughs> <laughs> well, thank you very much, guys. Yeah, that's, uh, that's really good of you. Cheers, guys. I really enjoyed it. Cool. Love you. Bye. Bye.